What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the live Brutally Speaking podcast uh, mini episodes. Uh, again, I don't know why I call them mini episodes. I guess it's just a force of habit, but there's definitely nothing mini about these. Typically, they're anywhere from an hour to two hours long, but we do do them live. Uh, some of them come from Instagram when we were doing the Instagram lives. Lately, these have been all being pulled from our Facebook YouTube live series that we've been doing, typically around 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, this was a fun one. This was with Andrew of the Ghost Inside, who uh, ever since doing the episode with him for the podcast a couple of months ago, uh, he and I have just kind of really hit it off, have a lot of <laughs> have a lot of the same uh, similarities as far as like likes and bands and so forth, and probably is one of the few dudes I actually text uh, or communicate with at least once a day. Um, so just became quick friends. I mean, even <laughs> in this, I think when Dan goes away to go pee or something, you'll hear him and I slip right into what was then our, our new thing, which is quoting the movie Haggard, uh, which if you've never seen that, do yourself a service and uh, go find that movie. I think it's on YouTube. You can find it uh, in pieces or whatever. But uh, yeah, that was a... <laughs> Something we've just been going back and forth with, uh, sending each other voice memos and so forth. Um, the whole crux of this episode, though, was uh, Andrew actually had been posting new metal songs he was into. Uh, it actually started with a Taproot song that he sent me a video of him playing early in the morning and asked me to name the band. And I, I didn't think I knew it because, to be completely honest, around the time frame of new metal's uh, popularity, I was sort of into new metal, but I also was really big into to rapid hip-hop of the time. Uh, specific records, you know, like The Chronic 2001, Method Man, Red Man, Blackouts, uh, Jay-Z Volume 2, uh, Hard Knock Life, and so on and so forth. Um, so this was a lot of fun, and actually, I'm really surprised people haven't given us a bunch of shit for not picking any of the bands uh, that they wanted on their list. Um, I do know during the live, someone commented Linkin Park something or other, and none of us picked a Linkin Park song. Um, I would say as a whole, this is a pretty interesting list. Like, I, I definitely think there are some that you would expect to see on these lists, and some that are way out of left field. Um, surprisingly, we all did pick one band uh, for one of our top five, and they weren't from the same record. I'm not going to spoil who it is. You'll have to listen to it and keep the conversation going. Uh, go ahead and comment on the Facebook channel, anywhere you want to leave a comment on this. Let us know what we missed. Let us know what your top five lists are for New Metal. Uh, we'll probably have Andrew on to do another one of these as you hear at the very end. And uh, with all that said, we will see you on Sunday. Enjoy this episode. Sweet. Well, now that everyone can hear each other, there's no extra delay, echo, any of that shit. Um, we are going to do our top five New Metal songs. Uh, we are not going to go, at least I'm not, I don't have them in like, this is my, excuse me, absolute number one. So if anyone, yeah, okay. Yeah. I put mine in no particular order. Okay, cool. So yeah, we're just going to start. Um, actually the whole, the whole reason this started was because obviously we do these once a week and, uh, Andrew was just sent me a text one morning goes, what's this? Or what band is this? And I was like, I don't know. It sounds like, and I couldn't get over. You're doing the whole like <laughs> thing in the video. The new metal. The new metal. Uh, yeah. The yeah. You know the yeah. the look. The classic. You you're know, guitar the, guitar down to the ankles and yeah. You're missing the snake bites though. You're like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, basically, you uh, were sending me that, and then you were like, uh, the rest of the day on your Instagram stories was just nothing but new metal stuff, and I was like. How would you feel about just coming on and doing a new metal like top five thing? Like that could be fun. Oh hell yeah! What, what was the what was the first thing I sent you that morning I that I said? What band is this? Yeah, it was. Tappert. Oh, it was Tappert. Yeah, yeah. That's what I started with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, local. At least we, Michigan. Yeah, exactly. Has their own stamp on uh, on new metal. 
they they might have made my list. We'll see. You know, we'll see. We'll find out. Yeah. So. And then Dan, I just drugged Dan into this, uh, but he it, did. You know, convenient, conveniently enough, everyone's been doing Chimera. Like Tumi had a uh, mark on uh, his live thing last night. You guys did the new episode of discography discussion on Chimera. We did. I, I feel like I didn't get the memo that it was supposed to be Chimera week for podcasts. Yeah, you missed out. I guess. It's cool because I had uh, I had several songs from Pass Out of Existence in my playlist on Instagram. Yeah. I think that that had I engaged the most with people on that. So many people were hitting me going, dude, this album. This album was like one for me, like reminds me, takes me back to high school. And I didn't I didn't really expect it. Uh, I know I know a lot of people like their later stuff, but that record, like I didn't expect as many people to be down with. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, let's stop teasing and, and start our list. I'll uh defer to our guest to kick it off okay no pressure yeah not and i and i again i did uh no particular order here um and this is going to change tomorrow this this top five (laughs) it's always changing but i tried i tried to find a couple of uh sort of deep ones here that would um be super weird so you know while we were just talking about them taproot again and again um, like you said, man, they're local. They're like hometown heroes, and um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I just love the the low end in riffs in uh, in on gift. Um, yeah, that's just uh, that's just one that takes me back. I'm most most of these I'm gonna probably bore everyone by saying like, oh man, it's like hopping in the time machine when you listen to them. But that's like it, like really is. It just takes me back to years of like skateboarding and stuff when i was uh just a young little shit you know but uh yeah i'd yeah. say taproot again and again that's my that's my first one not in any particular order but uh <clears throat> i totally was gonna play um, the songs but then i figured we get flagged so fast uh so i just i'm not gonna play the songs sorry could you imagine if if we listened to 15 separate songs and we all just sat here looking at each other the whole time you have to pick out who picked, who picked what. <laughs> I'd watch right. that. I'd watch that. I would too, actually, to be fair. I would. No. Um, next one in my list here. Uh, let's There's go to Hank. Dan so he can, uh, he can do his. We'll just kind of rotate. Oh, you want to rotate? Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. sweet. Yeah, sweet. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dan, awesome. what do you got? Okay. Well, so some of my, some of my picks are going to be kind of newer, no mm. pun intended, but like within the last few years. So, um, my favorite one, or not favorite one, but my, one of my top favorite new metal songs of all time is the song Keep Alone uh, by the band My Ticket Home. Hmm. And uh, because they, they started off as like a metalcore band, um, but then they decided that, you know, since all their buddies were doing that, that they were going to play new metal instead. Uh, so they put out a record. Um, they put out a record and it was straight up like sounds like slipknots iowa but i love that song because it's like the way dude screams because like you can't take a dude that was in a hardcore band and make him scream and it not sound like a dude screaming from a hardcore band but there's something different about the new metal scream and he was able to pull that transition off like perfectly um and then the clean chorus that they throw in there um i'm not even really that big of a fan of clean choruses but i think in this case it was just like 
the song itself is so abrasive that, like in an Iowa kind of way that um you know like for him to cut through with that clean chorus um like i don't know man it's like it's like the clouds open up or something i don't know it's it's a weird way to describe it but i I, that song is just absolutely killer and i've listened to it like six times today and i was going back and forth on whether or not i was going to put it on my list because it's so like recent (laughs) i mean it is making a resurgence right now with a lot of bands it is I mean, I made the joke earlier about how I was going to piss people off and throw Code Orange on just for shits and giggles and watch the the world implode. (laughs) Some men just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to need to check out the My Ticket Home. I haven't listened to it yet, but uh, everything you just described about it, yeah, that interests me. Yeah, it's a great record. So my first one, and I went back and forth on this this band and this song for probably the last two days because I was like, man, people are going to give me shit, but I really think if you... If you listen to it, there's no mistaken that this is a new metal song. Um, and it is Biohazard's Punishment. Um, <laughs> nice. It is, I mean, from Evan's like kind of wrapped kind of verses on it. I mean, yeah, it's it's more traditional New York style hardcore at times, but it's kind of got that like bouncy like guitar riff in it and shit like that into a slow down. Absolutely. Like the more I just kept hearing it, I was like, man, I don't know. This is like this is like right when hardcore and new metal were kind of like getting merged together i think into you know biohazard being one of those bands that just kind of transcended like hardcore new metal sort of rap rock kind of stuff and i mean just being a fucking great band but uh this record and this song in particular i was just like i don't know if people are gonna dig this i don't know if they're gonna agree with me but fuck it it's going on and i'm going swinging out the fence for a weird band right away oh yeah <laughs> i back that yeah you can definitely hear in their in their music. You can hear uh, tons of new metal influence. Whether anyone likes it or not, it's in there. But uh, well, I mean, even if you look at the set from them playing this song, I think it was at Dynamo Fest in like ninety four or ninety five. I don't know. Maybe it was later than that. Um, but everyone's got like the like, especially Evan's got like his bass all like down to his fucking knees and shit, and he's just like kind of holding it, and he's just like, all right, like I see you, I see you. <laughs> Hell yeah. So next up, what do you got? Do you hear Hank back there? I can hear Hank. Hank's trying to get in yeah. his top five. He's trying to, yeah, he's going to yeah. try to give his pitch. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sorry, so next for me, let the dogs out. It's not I was, I was, I was going to say it. I was going to say it, and I stopped. <laughs> um, next, I got, I got the Godfather's man, Corn, mm. and the song "It's On." All right. The opening track from "Follow the Leader," which on disc it started at track thirteen. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yep. I thought it was track 14. I thought there were 13 tracks of silence, and track 14 is what it started on. I think it was 12 and 13. It started on 13, I think. Okay. Either way. It, it could be. I could be wrong. But um, I just thought that was really weird and cool to do. But, like, just <clears throat> that intro with that riff, it's got that just, you know. And then it's they, built, like, it builds like, the tension. Oh, yeah. And it just builds. It gets you. It gets you super hyped. You know what I mean? Like, it just builds this tension, and then. When it all comes in, it hits. Um, and that record in general, Follow the Leader. I mean, that's that's probably my favorite corn record. And uh, that song just gets me hyped to listen to it front to back and always reminds me of, like, I don't know why, summer of, like, sixth, seventh grade, something like that. I don't know. Maybe that's when it – no, it came out way earlier than that. Came but anyway, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's my uh, 
that's my next one corn what's interesting what's interesting about that song is that like it also very much introduces you to the new corn or at least at the time the new corn sound because like the previous two records didn't have those type of like uh effects pedals and stuff going on um and so like this one just starts off like just drenched in effects and that the rest of that record kind of follows suit so that that song is literally like the perfect introduction to like hey guys this is what corn sounds like now you're gonna love it yeah oh sure i actually in listening to a lot of the different stuff have realized that a lot of the sound i think that a lot of people think of when they think of uh new metal is ross robinson inspired because you know you listen to his first two corn records which he did you listen to some of the slipknot stuff which he did you listen to a lot of these bands even you know i think he did like a soulfly record i believe too um but it's like you you he is in undeniably like the epicenter of new metal is ross robinson and then even the kind of weird thing that's been making me wonder is like why do all the bands sound drastically different once they go away? Like, is it because he's so heavy handed and being like, this is your sound, like do it or what? Cause it's like every, every band that I just kind of it, it have said doesn't sound the same once they go away from him and break away. Yeah. Um, Dan, what do you got next? Oh, well, it's funny that you would bring up Soulfly. Um, <laughs> Because um, I guess my favorite Soulfly song, and it has like the dumbest name in the world, and I hate even saying it out loud. Um, but uh, it's "Jump the Fuck Up" by yeah, yeah. by Soulfly, also featuring Corey Taylor. Yeah. I yep. mean, is, is is there a better new metal cocktail than that? Because I don't think that there is. Like it, that song is just so energy, and like it's funny because Corey starts it off kind of light, like he'll like. He's just like singing like real slow and everything. And then it builds up and then Max comes in and just starts doing what Max does, you know? And, uh, and before you know it, man, you're just like, you have no choice. You actually have to get up like, and, and, and move around. Yeah. Yeah. The back and forth between it, when it comes in with the, you know, you seem to sever all my, yeah. And then it goes through all of that and it's calm. And then, they repeat every time the chorus hits, it's jump the fuck up. You can't help yep. it. You gotta, you gotta jump with it. Yeah. It's, it's sick. Um, yeah. Good choice, man. Wow. Yeah. I was, I was trying really hard, like not to like start like move. I was at work listening to him on AirPods. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm literally just like, I'm over here. I'm like standing up in my chair. I'm like, everybody's like, what's the matter? Yes. I was like, if you heard it, you'd understand. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's um, awesome. I'm going to piggyback off of uh, Andrew's. Uh, mine is actually off the same record. Uh, follow the leader. It's Justin, though. Wow. That, that fucking... Oh, man. Fuck all that bullshit. Well, I just got depressed. Cool. <laughs> but no, like... The, I mean, you would, honestly, that could have been the album opener as well. Like, honestly, wow, like, yeah. if you would have put that right in front, it has this exact same vibe of its on. And it's funny because, like, that was my initial thought for, for the leader. And even, like, BBK uh, was another one that I was kind of oh, thinking yeah. of. But, you know, there's so many good tracks. And it's funny because I forget who it was. I think from Lambgoat uh, was just making the comment about how they listened to Follow the Leader recently. Like, oh, it's so cringy now. And I'm like, other than all the family and children of the corn a little bit, the rest of the record, take those two songs off. Still fucking yeah, I, holds up. I, I heavily fuck with it still. Yeah. 
So that's a, it's, it's a great song, and I think like that and it's on just really a lot of the riffs. Uh, the riffs became a lot bigger, I think, on on that record, like more emphasis on just big song structures and structures and lots of bounce um, that you were seeing them yeah. incorporate. Absolutely. Uh, Dan, have you? Do you have much to add to uh, follow the leader uh, at this point? Since we've talked about it twice. I mean, on I mean, unofficially it's... off the off the okay off the list. Um, I think all in the family. Honestly, it's weird because of obviously I love that song when I was like fourteen. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> the cool, cool song I ever heard. It's one of those like your parents would like smash your entire CD collection if they heard it. You know, like. So it had that going. As an adult looking back on it, I'm like, oh boy, okay. Uh, I don't really know what to it's do funny. with that. And I, yeah, it's it is still very funny, especially with especially like with John and Fred. And you look at like the personal development that those two individuals have had over the years, and how and and basically how like um, you know. Like like how Fred still like e- even on his like latest release, which I think was like in 2013, was still kind of acting like that. And John is like has gone through all this like personal growth and <laughs> and all of that. So it's it's just really funny to go back and listen to like where they were that year. And um, but yeah, that song's still funny. But I think the album overall, I mean, it is, it is probably one of the if not the most landmark new new metal album out there, just because like everybody tried to sound like that after that record came out. Um, and even, um, yeah, cause like cold chamber, second record, all of a sudden sounded like <laughs> kind of like follow the leader. Um, at least in the approach there, there were so many bands that were trying to do that. Like, because like before I feel like in the nineties, um, and I'm sorry guys, I could talk about this stuff all day, but like, uh, in, in the early nineties, when the first corn record came out, you know, yeah, everybody kind of wanted to sound like that or whatever, but like they were still considered like an extreme kind of music. Whereas when Follow the Leader came out and how successful it was, everybody, the labels took notice, everybody <clears> took <throat> notice, and they're like, wow, th- this is actually really, really, really like we could sell this. Like this is actually commercial enough, but it's also still inappropriate enough for people that are hardcore into it not to think that they're being like, sold out or whatever yeah it got me hyped that uh freak on a leash and like even on issues uh falling away from me with number one on trl and stuff yep. you know several weeks running and stuff that showed that corn was like just killing it in mainstream and in rock and metal and that was that was sick to see so by the way your your whole comment about the straight jacket album version of issues was better is totally wrong that's why it wasn't voted as, mm. the, as the album i think it is better no it is better. You're you're wrong, John. You're incorrect. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. <laughs> you've you've been outvoted, man. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, you lost. Okay. It's the straight. Hey, Andrew's taking over as host next week, so it's been a good run. But yeah, there we go. So it's going to be yeah. me and him from now on. So <laughs> the podcast inside. It's rough. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um. All right. Inside so back to Andrew, podcast. I believe, at this point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So this one, this was hard because. This is one of my, still to this day, favorite bands. They're probably top five favorite bands of all time for me. And <clears throat> massively influential to me on my style of like drumming, especially, and the way I play guitar and write riffs and stuff. But uh, it was really, really hard to choose just one song because they're such an important band to me. But uh, 
I ended up going uh, uh, with the song Crucified by Seven Dust. Nice. And, uh, and uh, that's off the record Animosity. So that's the record after Home. Um, for me, Bitch was the first song I ever heard from Seven Dust. It was on my brother's. My brother had one of the very first MP3 players that ever came out. I don't know what brand it was. It was about this big. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I remember he had that song on there. This was back during the days of like Kazaa and Napster and LimeWire and stuff. And he had Bitch on there. And I heard that. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I dig this. And then I heard Home and I heard Waffle and saw the video. And I was like, they look sick. Like, I love this. Animosity is the one that would made me go, okay, this is like one of my favorite bands ever. And that song crucified <clears throat> fourth track on the record. Um, man, I was even telling you a little earlier, John, like just, uh, when the chorus hits, uh, right after he says lied, the chord progression, uh, the, it goes to that melodic chord. It just, when it hits, man, it's just one of those parts that hits you in the feels and, uh, heavy ass breakdown in the, uh, in the middle of it. Morgan Rose, just such a monster. His groove is insane. Hugely influential to me in my drumming. Uh, uh, and and his, drum, his drumming on that record, I think, is some of the just sickest, like most tasteful little fills and cool grooves that he's ever done. I mean, he, everything he does is killer. But, uh, man, that, that whole record front to back for me, I was telling you, I don't know. Yeah, John, you I know you're more of a fan of home and it's hard to home is so incredible too, but like I think for me animosity take Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, with uh Angel Sun. No, uh you're talking about home, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 With Bender, Waffle, Waffle and uh Rumblefish and Rumblefish cream and all that, yeah, or (sighs) Astrop. Yeah. (laughs) What 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 a band. Yeah. That's that's my next pick. Yeah, I think I think like I, what really made Seven Dust for me was obviously Morgan's drumming, but also um, just you've got Lejean in here like singing like an angel over oh, everything, so like he's just like smoothing out all of the grit, but not taking away from the intensity of oh. it at all. And like I've never heard a dude, I've never heard a dude sound so beautiful and so angry at the same time. Yes, maybe maybe yes. Howard Jones comes close. But that's <laughs> but Howard never sounds angry. Like it's just one of those things. Dude, LeJean is the goat. Oh yeah, right. absolutely. Dan, what do you got? Uh well, I'm gonna jump on the Chino train on this one. Um so my next pick is Needles and Pins by Deftones. Um it's weird that all my picks are like not from the classic records. I'm I'm really a deep cuts kind of guy, and like um it's not even that heavy of a song. It's actually okay. So get this. It's a Deftone song, but it's like slow and broody and, uh, and, and Chino like just sounds like real, real kind of, kind of real low key and quiet on it, you know? It, yeah. Totally different than all their other stuff. Right. But, um, he like, there's something about like that hypnotic. It's just the same dude. It's just the same riff over and over and over again for like four minutes, but it like builds in intensity and it's so like it made me feel really special whenever I was in high school and um you know feeling like I was just different than everybody else and just I just wasn't understood, you know, and all that stuff. Um so like that song still hits me in the feels because it's like super broody, there's screams in the background, 
there's it's just i don't know it's haunting and and that's i I love that about it because it's so um it it lets little it makes little goth kids think that they are like just misunderstood and that the world doesn't know them you know and then obviously a year later they're like oh deftones is like super mainstream i start listening to different kind of music my uh, computer froze or whatever so what what was your song obviously it's a deftones song but which one oh uh sorry it was pins and needles mm. i'm sorry needles and pins yeah it's kind of frustrating because the song's called needles and pins but in the song he says pins, pins and, needles. and needles yeah it's yeah. so like come on chino like i definitely think that uh <laughs> that self-titled record is criminally underrated like a lot of people oh, yeah. like that yeah raised people are like oh, these records are just that's where i fell off and i'm like I think you're doing yourself a disservice. You really need to go back and check out those records because there's some really killer riffs and songs on those things, which I think definitely informed uh, what would be where everyone kind of came back on with Diamond. Yeah, dude, it's my favorite Deftones album, hands down. There's no contest. <clears throat> they had to see him on that tour opening uh, with Thursday and Thrice opening up at the Orbit Room, uh, which was now nice. that's an interesting wow. that's an interesting lineup. Wow. Well, it's because, uh, and I forget, I always get the lineup wrong, but I'm pretty sure we were one of two dates. They had a date in Detroit and then the date here in Grand Rapids. And then it was going to be Poison the Well, Deftones, and uh, Thursday, I think. I think Thrice was the one hopping off. Um, but yeah, that was one of my favorite shows I've ever been to. It was packed, uh, like sold out and then some. And like you're looking at Thrice on Artists in the Ambulance had just come out um thursday on war all the time wow. death runs on self-titled record like what a fucking like era to catch all those all three of those bands yep and that venue is amazing i miss it yeah i do too figures i finally start getting hooked up uh with vip they like to sit in the nice area and have like my own private bar and not a million people on me and then then you fucking goes under <laughs> yeah, damn it yeah <laughs> all right um <clears throat> ah shit so this is where it's hard. I, I have a, I have like extras list. I guess we can kind of do whatever we don't. You should have just wrote five, John. You, now you're you're making yeah. life too difficult. You do everything the hard way, man. I do. So actually, I'm gonna call an audible. It's still the same band, but I'm I'm flipping my songs. Um, I'm gonna go with Limp Biscuit, The Priest, off of the Unquestionable Truth. Ooh, um, I that have almost been, made my list, dude. Almost. I have been listening like. For me, everybody who says like Limp Biscuit sucks after a while, they need to go back to Three Dollar Billy All Sound. The unquestionable truth is that sound. It is what everyone wanted. It's the raw, like in the room kind of sound that that band was, you know, known for on that first, you know, Ross Robinson record of three dollar bill y'all. And the thing that's like crazy about it is they just dropped the fucking record, and excuse me, the EP, and like no, no publicity around it. Pretty much didn't tour it either. I don't think. But to me, like that is where that was the first thing they did with West back in the band. Like that was kind of going back to their roots, and. <sighs> The more I listen to that EP, and you know, I always get stuck on um, on the truth because, like, that's just a great fucking guitar line. Like the groove on it, it's fucking great. But there's something about the priest, the way it just kind of cuts in with like the weird spoken word thing, and Fred going like, "It might be the absent talking," and they just hear someone going like, "Probably not." <laughs> like, kind of reminds me a little bit of like new metal things, like where you'd hear like little like background noise and shit like that. Like think of that first Corn record, you know, where they're like doing studio outtakes before the songs or after the songs and so forth. But, like, just how raw and, like, kind of weird that song is, like, just kind of, to me, is, like, one of my favorite newer Limp Bizkit songs that I don't think a lot of people know about. So I kind of wanted to throw something really cool in there that's different. Um, the song I was going to pick was going to be Trust, because holy shit, that intro, though. Yeah, dude, that is 
pro okay. I don't think it's the best Limp Biscuit album, but it is. It's, I just said technically an EP, so it's hard for me to talk about it. But like, um, basically, yeah, this was this was exactly what all the fans wanted. But it was kind of one of those too little, too late kind of things. I think most people had moved on at that point and they missed out. Yeah, yeah. I'm a straight significant other and hot dog. Uh, that's uh, you know, when you told me about that. I looked it up and I was like, "Wait, what? What biscuit album is this?" Yeah, I was like, "Wait, what?" It came out in 2005, the year I graduated, which was a year I was like really starting to get like out of new metal and into like you know hardcore and metalcore. So like, I really didn't pay attention the year it came out, and then like I just never even knew it happened. I never even knew it came out. Um, so did you give? I mean, it's only like. I think five or six songs. Did you give it? A I, li- I listened. I listened to the song that you sent me. I think it was the truth. Yep. And and I I one hundred percent here. Even down to the mix, it sounds like three dollar bill, y'all. Yeah, dude, that that's um, such a criminally underrated record. But like, I've been falling back down that rabbit hole, and I'm just like, fuck, this EP is so goddamn good. And like again, like I kind of wanted to throw some curveballs because I feel like, you know, like and, and as I'm wearing, funny, as I'm wearing a, a Death Row uh, record shirt. This was like the yeah. era where I basically was listening to so much hip hop, like that early, <laughs> late nineties, early two thousands hip hop, that it. Uh, I didn't realize there's, yeah, there was just so much shit that I just was like, I don't know if like I'm in like the new metal bubble, like some of the you know some of you guys will be with your list, but yeah, I definitely feel like this is another curveball, just very much like the uh, uh, Biohazard one. And even Dan, like, going, like, ooh, it almost made my list. <laughs> yeah, and that's weird, because, like, before we did the discography discussion episode on Limp Biscuit, um, so, Andrew, if you don't know, like, so I do another podcast called Discography Discussion where we do exactly what it sounds like. We'll just pick a band and talk about all their records. We did one on the Ghost Inside. Just check it out. But uh, there's a uh, – well, we ended up doing an episode on Limp Biscuit, and I remember not wanting to do it because I was like, dude, I don't know if I can get into that. Like I, I, I just it, it just seems that just seems wrong to me uh, to do. And then like it was the strangest thing. I listened to the record. I I got halfway through three dollar bill y'all, and I was like, I, I like this. Yeah, <laughs> like it 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 can't be denied. And um and I was doing it when I was working, and I, at the time I worked a very physical job, like working in people's garages and stuff. So like I definitely um could not believe how much quicker I worked and how much more efficiently I worked. Like that music just zoned me in like everything, like literally from $3 bill all the way through gold Cobra. I was like hooked. And then I had to go on my, I had to go on my metal and hardcore show and tell everybody <laughs> how much I love Limp Biscuit. And honestly, I'm fine with it. I'm yeah, totally, I'm totally comfortable like it, with it. Yeah. If you like it, don't be ashamed. Like what you like. Everyone Absolutely. Else fuck off. Exactly. You know? Yeah, dude. Um, yeah. Is, whose turn is it now? Yours. No idea. Dude, oh, I, yeah. I, I have a deep, the deepest of cuts right here. Okay. This is something you could what? probably play um, <laughs> and, not get fla- and not get flagged. Because no one will know. There's a, story, <clears throat> there's a story behind this, and it's really weird. It's really not even one of my favorite new metal songs. It's, but I put it in here just because it's so weird. You guys might have heard it, but, but we were talking about uh, Kazaa and Napster and LimeWire back in the day. I remember I used that shit a lot. <laughs> you know, 
Oh yeah. And when looking when looking for bands like Slipknot and Seven Dust and Taproot and and all these bands, I saw this one, and it said Slipknot and Corn Slipknot featuring Corn. Feel no shame. Huh. And I was like, what? And and I downloaded it, and it's like this banging ass new metal song. And I was like, even when I was like really young back then, I was like, there's no way this is actually Corn and Slipknot. Like they never talked about it. They never announced anything. Like, no way. Seriously, like 12 or 13 years later, I find out it's by this band called Seated Crown, and the song is called Giving In. And it is the most quintessential new metal song. Like, you could probably play the first 30 seconds of it, and it won't get flagged. I don't think they ever were on a label or anything. Uh, um, I think that, I don't know. I don't know much about the band at all. All I know is they had this song that made its rounds through Kazaa as Slipknot featuring Corn, and it created this like weird mystery around it for so long. What was it called again? Seated Crown. S-E-E-D-E-D. Crown. Giving you should in. play it, John. I am looking it up right play now. Play it. It's it got a Titanic in? giving in. It's got a Titanic sample. It is so new metal, dude. <laughs> I, I can't wait for you guys to hear this. Let's do it, man. And, and for years, I thought this was Slipknot featuring Corn. Like an unreleased thing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I ran into so much of that uh, using. Oh, here he's got it. Cool. Yeah, dude, this is it. So. Oh. Well, at least it's been remastered. Turn it back up. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. I love the album title, Please Remain Seated. <laughs> I'm digging it, man. I love it. Yeah. That's corn. They're also all doing that new metal look on the album cover, too. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, like, I'm going to check that hear, out. Yeah, as you can hear, it it's it definitely it, it could pass as Slipknot featuring Corn, like some old demo they did on tour, like recorded on their tour bus, like in like 1999 on Ozfest or something. Like, yeah. it's, so it's kind of believable. But man, like for years, I thought it was this thing. And then somewhat recently found out it was this band, Seated Crown. And I thought that'd be kind of a fun one to throw in my list. Um, that's cool. No, yeah, I'm, the, super I'm gonna track that down. Yeah, dude. All right, Dan, what do you got? Well, um, I wasn't gonna include this one, but I feel like all bets are off now. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> mine, you and uh, you can definitely play this one, John. All right. Um, but I'm gonna, I'll, you know, I'm gonna make this easy on you, and I'm just gonna send you the link. Oh, I was gonna say I, I'm still on YouTube right now. I can yeah, yeah, but it's fine. I'll send you the link here. Um, because I'm that guy. Uh, but I'll tell you what it is. So this was actually a local band uh, here in St. Louis uh, called The Fifth Element. I know, right? Hell yeah. It, it's a great Hell band. Yeah. It is a great band name. 
However, however, try Googling the fifth element and not getting the movie. <laughs> right. Right. Like, get, yeah. Or getting exactly. the LLC. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, that that was so um that was that was very disheartening. Uh, because I think I I recommended it to Roach Coach and they're like, I can't literally can't find this record. <clears throat> so I had to like wait until I until I saw Lauren face to face and I handed them the record. Um so yeah, let me uh let me send you the link here though. This is okay. This I'll let you guys listen and judge for yourself, but this is the song that made me into a screaming vocalist. I used to sing this thing so hard on like like so hard in my room. And it's weird because I got this CD at a Goodwill Hell for yeah. like three bucks. And then I had to do all this research on the band. Well, I couldn't find any information because they'd been gone forever, you know. And like I just they I guess they only had this one CD out, but my God, is it a banger? So we're going deep cuts. I like it. Super deep, yeah. And you will absolutely not get copyright struck on this. I would hope not with 190 views. Yeah. It does take a minute to get going, but... All the best new metal songs do. It's worth it. Yes. That's true. Good vocals. Oh yeah, dude. And you know he did this all in one take too, because they couldn't afford to do overdubs. For sure. Oh man, that bass. Oh dude. Dude, check this out. This scream section though. This made me want to scream in a band. Yeah, dude. What what year was that? Uh, 1999 or two thousand. That sounds like if if that were like a, a local band here, that would have been my favorite band for sure. They were, <laughs> they were absolutely yeah, were. Dude. That's they, that's awesome. Yeah, seeing that, yeah, they. Oh my god, they were fantastic, and they just disappeared. Basically, I mean, I don't think they ever went any further than St. Louis, but like they put a record out that sounded that good or whatever, but like. Yeah, um, I could definitely hook you up with the with the with the files or whatever if I if 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 you're interested because it's I, I've always been trying to spread the gospel of that band but like none of the band members know that I'm doing that or anything but if I ever catch one of them I'll do like a two hour interview and nobody will download it and it will be mm-hmm. incredible <laughs> like I don't oh, even care there so you go <laughs> speaking to uh, Matt Thomas's comment I actually was going to put Darwin's waiting room on my list because when you hear uh, wow yeah uh, I'm or feel so stupid it's like think of like 
the dude who sounds like Brandon Boyd from Incubus, the rap rock scream dude, like just the guitars that looks like the dude from West, like a wannabe West Borland. It's like it has all the trappings of new metal in that one single. It's but got all, like, all the tropes. But yeah, but like the, the thing too, and like even talking with Bridget, because she was going to pop possibly do this with us, which would have been fun. Um, is, oh, you know, come she, on. She was like, well, you know, is it songs you listen to still or is it just songs that like when you hear it, you're like, oh, that's new metal. And I was like, I'm kind of going off shit I like and still kind of holds up regardless of, you know, it being from the new metal era, technically. But that was that was kind of mine. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and break the protocol of this one. Uh, just because to me you need to you need to fucking gotta got just gotta fucking hear this because it's so so fucking good. You're gonna get us demonetized, aren't you? Yeah, I don't give a fuck. We make so we made like eight cents on our last stream. Come on, man. This is a classic. I know. Uh, I was, uh, yeah. I'm in it, dude. I mean, just those like pounding bass drums. A little DJ scratch too. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Can't fuck with that. One. <laughs> oh man, what a banger! Oh my god. Oh, I, I remember I remember sitting in oh shit, what grade was I in? I think it was in seventh grade in high school when that came or no, it was in high school. So that would have been freshman year. Did you graduate two thousand five? Two thousand two. Okay. Uh but I remember a kid play just like shitty, like those like shitty cost headphones, like had more f- foam on them than they did anything else. And I just like heard this like wall of noise, and I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" And this dude goes here and puts it on, and I basically hear that. I'm like, "What nightmare did this come from?" (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, Slipknot. I mean, nobody. I mean, one of us had to put Slipknot on this fucking our list. But like that first record is just so undeniable. There's just something, something about it that like when you hear it, like it just makes you move. Like. I mean, I am the push that makes you move. Like, yeah, it's whole... it's just raw, dude. Raw energy. Yeah, it's, and it and still it, is too. Yeah, and it's wild to know that like, that's what eight dudes are somehow able, like, especially back nine, then, are yeah. able. Yeah, nine dudes are able to sound that, like, where you can hear everybody equally. Like, it yep. just baffles me that you can still hear hear everything so crisply on that record. You can actually still you can actually hear clown hitting the hitting the barrel with a bat, like. You can hear the kegs with yeah. a metal a metal bat on a on a metal keg. Yeah, and you can hear it loud as day, and it's just like because I remember seeing I saw I saw Slipknot live before I ever heard their album, and I remember being like, "This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen," and then um and so I just like walked away and like did something like got some food or something you know whatever, and then um yeah, and then my and yeah I know I was totally wrong. Um, <laughs> Because, yeah, so buddy of mine bought the CD and uh, the self-titled CD and a shirt, and then he, he burned me a copy of the CD because piracy. And, um, right. and yeah, I was like, oh, my God, I'm really upset that I, I, I apparently missed, like, the greatest show ever. I just thought they looked really dumb in their outfits or whatever. I've been wrong about yeah, more dude, things. I mean, I mean, but 
I mean, maybe maybe the best live band, the best live band I've ever seen. Yeah, the the sickest production, like, oh man, what a show! Yeah. Well, it's crazy because like I got I, I was really into new metal. Obviously, we all were, or we wouldn't be here. But like, um, but like I was really into new metal for a while. You know, when I was like developing as a heavy music fan, and then of course I got into hardcore and metalcore, which then you know led to like death metal and you know like yep. prog metal and all this stuff or whatever. And so after a while, I got like so hoity-toity, and I was like, well. They're not the heaviest band in the world because, like, if you listen to this suffocation song, the blah 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 right. blah blah, and then I saw Slipknot live again, and I was like, no, these guys are absolutely the heaviest band in the world. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Corn too. Corn yeah. still is like one of the heaviest bands live I've ever heard. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, I actually had to put in earplugs. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I would go see Dillinger Escape Plan like any day of the week and not wear earplugs, but whenever I saw Corn. I had to wear your plugs. It was outrageous. Yeah. yeah, insane. All right, Andrew, your last one. What do you got? Bring it home. La- last one, okay? Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, we'll do honorable mentions for sure because I know we all have extras. Yeah. But I do have a couple extras. Yeah. So this one, this is a fun one. Um, the song "Payback" by the band Flaw. Do you guys cool. know that band? Yeah, great band. Well, that, that first one. Um, that's the video with all the worms in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 and I, I, I love that you sent all the worms because, man, it, I watched the video today too. I was like, God, this is gross, dude. Like, what it is. is. But it is it to me. The reason I chose this song is well, I, when it came out, I, I fucking loved it, man. Uh, I found this song and this band off a PlayStation Two demo disc that had Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three and SSX Tricky on it. Nice. And it had a you it played the flaw music video at the end. It also played. Mushroom Head Solitaire Unraveling music video. <laughs> so I, I heard both both Mushroom Head and Flaw the same day, like just playing video games. Um, but yeah, like it's just they're dude, they're such a like they kind of like you were saying they have like kind of all the tropes, um, uh, like the look too. They do the like look up at the spiders coming from the ceilings movements and uh, you know snake bites with the straps and handcuffs right. and chains all over their jinkos and. Just super, super, super new, but man, that song just bangs, dude. The riff, that opening riff, um, it's just so heavy and groovy. But uh, again, on the other man, side. yeah, there, yeah, and then uh, then uh, yeah, that other song they have, Hole, yeah. that's a good one. Um, I I actually haven't listened to that record in. It still holds I, up for what it is. Yeah, but actually, that song, that payback song, is just unforgettable. That's like one of the. That's one of the one of the quintessential new metal jams in my opinion. I I don't remember if the story is as I remember it. Cause like, I think it was cause they told this story a shitload in like guitar world and all that back in the day where they maxed out credit cards for musicians friend or something like that. Got all brand new gear recorded everything. And then like within 30 days or less. And then part of the stipulation on the credit card thing was like, if you could, if you returned everything within that 30 days, you didn't have to pay for it. So they got all this like super nice top of the line gear, recorded this record, and then sent it all back. <laughs> if that's true, that's it's a pretty boss ass move right there. That's one of the most baller things I've heard in this entire conversation. <laughs> like <laughs> that's amazing. Oh wow, that's awesome. Oh, flaw. And then all the bullshit they went through recently. Well, yeah. But dude, Chris Ball's still got a great voice. Uh, mm. underrated for sure. I agree. Dan, what do you got for your last one? 
Well, I got to bring Fred back into it because I mean, I just got to feeling those lighters. Uh, I'm feeling those lighters, man, like really hard. Um, I should probably turn on the air conditioner, but anyway. Um, so mine is again off of a more recent record, which is Gold Cobra. Um, and the song is called Get a Life. And it wasn't actually going to be one of my picks, but I, I heard it today. I know that's like, real. what is this? You're all of all time. You heard it like today. I didn't hear it for the first time today, but it struck me really hard this time uh, because the song Get a Life, like it starts off with like Fred, like just rapping just the dumbest stuff you've ever heard in your life. Like he's like, uh, he's like, it's your boy, White Dog, also known by my alias Polar Bear, you know, and like <laughs> all this stuff. And then like. <laughs> That's and then like yeah it's it's hilarious and he's like he's like but I'm yeah. Like, yeah and he's like i'm a shark in my underground fish tank and like just all kinds of weird stuff it's so fred it's so on brand and yeah. but then the chorus kicks in where he's like get alive get out of my life like he starts screaming and like and like wes is just going nuts you know like and it's just it, it is one of the most chaotic moments i've heard from limp biscuit like ever and this is not their latest album, you know, which is seven years old now. But like, it, it, but it just like to hear them come at it with that level of intensity in 2013, like it just blew my mind. And the lyrics, as dumb as they are, like I get where Fred. Th- this is my justification for Limp Bizkit. Fred does not deliver with like the smartest words, but I get where he's coming from a lot of the time so he's just like yeah everybody hates me everybody thinks that i'm a douche and ever nobody likes me or whatever but you guys are just jealous because i put out a record it was like one of the biggest records ever released of all time so you could be mad all you want but you don't have that and i have that and nobody nobody ever can take that away from me so i love that song number one lyrically and number two, because of just that insane chorus of him just screaming his head off like a maniac. Dude, it sounds like he's 17 again in a basement. Like, it's it's incredible. Like, I get vibes of the first time I ever heard Faith and him screaming like that. Like, it just, that song, dude. Oh, my God. I, I'm i sorry. Like, I, I kind of just want to hang up and go listen to it, like, right now. Like, it's just that, it's that good, bad. Like, it's objectively not a good song, but, like, I love it. <laughs> Ugh. Now the tough part. Ugh. I'm going to go with what my gut is telling me to pick off my list. And that is Static static X. I'm with Stupid. Like, it's not Push It? Nope, it's not Push It. Like that's no. like go Undead? Nope. And I mean, being here, in Michigan, good one. being here in Michigan, you know, the Otsego, uh theme across the records, you know, hits a little bit closer to home with him being from Oh, Maryland. absolutely. Um, yeah. No, the more I kind of listen to I'm with Stupid, it, I think the thing for me was, you know, it, it has a lot of the tropes of new metal. It has a lot of the tropes of Static X. You know, it's kind of got that industrial sample, real riffy, easy guitar, just massive. But I love the fact that like Wayne's vocals go into kind of like a death metal vocal at times where it's got that like real low, like, ooh, kind of to it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's even on Wisconsin Death Trip. Is that song on Wisconsin? Yeah, it's on with yeah that yeah he yeah he hits the, he hits the lows in there a, a lot actually yeah and the so the more I kind of listen to it, it it's like <clears throat> kitschy and fun you know like with a and you know yeah it was 
very stupid. You know, it just it's <laughs> just the whole thing. Like even listening to it on my way home from grabbing dinner, I was just like, this whole thing just slams, dude. Like it's it's not necessarily the obvious of like, oh, you know, um, push it or you know any of the other stuff off of Wisconsin. But I think like, especially when you watch the video, how hokey it is, like when they were trying to fully go with the the like static X like man figure thing that they were trying to. Yeah. Was it was it like claymation? No, not that one. That was the one where they were like in a like theater and he was like playing and they had like people like dancing around and shit. And like the mom was like going around trying to beat the. Uh, yeah. the static X guy, and then at the end, like, was that walked... well, push it had claymation, Did push it? it had claymation, yep, but it had like the dude that I'm talking about. Um, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Oh, we lost him, we lose him. I'm here. Oh, we lost John, I guess. Yeah, no, oh, well, that's probably for the best. No, I'm kidding. He can, he can, <laughs> he can, he can sign in. Uh, he can sign in here in a minute. There he is, yep, and the wrong thing, <laughs> yeah. I like, uh, you know what I like on that record is Bled for Days. The song. Where he's like, Ironlessness, it's Ironlessness. It's. Well, I even was going to go with, uh, I even almost wanted to go with uh, this the first song off of uh, Machine. Just because it's got that like weird like uh, sample cut right into that, like over that like just brutal riff. But then I was Hell like, yeah. eh. Like to me, this is. Like when you to me when I think of Static X, like this is the quintessential Static X aside from Push It, that like most people when they hear it like, and then even the video is just like full on schlock, like you know like it's all the hair, it's dancing around, it's you know Tony awesome. Campos actually has his hair down and shit like that looks kind of weird, um, <laughs> but you know it, it reminded it, it it when watching the video the other day it just made me feel like I was watching MTVX and watching Mistress Julia uh, intro the video. <laughs> oh yeah! Wow. That's she keeps amazing. getting she keeps popping up on my uh people you may know thing on Facebook. And I'm like nice. eh, maybe I do, maybe I don't. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hank. What do you what do you have for some honorable yeah. mentions? This will be fun. I got a couple. Yeah, we're going back. Red so, red New York cap. <laughs> uh for me, uh, one of my probably my I guess I would say my favorite, just like this. Mm, you know. Yep. For the, besides the intro. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean it just reminds me of just skateboarding around, just being a young kid. Just it just takes me back to good times. Wes Borland, God tier riff. He's just he's just a riffer man. Uh, he's uh, he's one of the best. He's one of my favorites. Should I just reel them all off real quick? I only have a few. Or do I you want to go in? I have in circles. I have three, so I don't know how many Dan has. If he's got some honorable mentions, I have four hundred, but I'll keep it to three. That sounds good. <laughs> sure, right? Yeah, all right, Dan. I, another one yeah. of your honorable mentions. Uh, well, uh, I would have to, so, um, Matt, Matt Thomas kind of took my thunder a little bit here, but project 86. Yeah, dude. Project 86, their drawing black lines record is like, it's actually a really transitional record that kind of got me into hardcore, but it's still very much rooted kind of in that new metal sound, but it was the first record I heard where the vocalist just screamed the entire time. Mm. You know, there wasn't like clean breaks or anything. It was just like, go, go, go. And uh, so I started like looking for more stuff like that. And eventually I was like, oh, there's this whole other genre called hardcore. That's like everything I like about it. it it's got the screaming, the heaviness and everything uh, that, that I liked about new metal, but it's all the time. And so there's, there's no, you know what I mean? There's, there's no compromise. It's just, it's just go. But uh, yeah, my favorite song off of that record, uh, drawing black lines, a song called um, set me up. 
and um they they were like a they were like a like a christian band so i don't think they got a whole lot of like notoriety i mean it was one of those things that they were called that and they were sold in christian bookstores but like you listen to the record and it sounds like any other new metal record that ever existed they don't like they're not like heavy like heavy handed on the religion stuff or it's like pod was at the time like you're like oh okay these guys are like spiritual but it's cool you know what i mean like it wasn't weird but um but set me up i used to i used to like show to people and be like dude this is like heavy like slipknot but it's like a christian band like can you believe that can you even believe that because at the time (laughs) at the time i had no idea that there were like christian death metal bands and stuff like i had no clue it was like that my my band real quick to, to just to touch on that yeah the band that the very first band i can remember that transitioned me like out of just mudvayne and slipknot was zeo zeo uh, oh my god yeah what were blood and fire bring rest that's the first record i heard and i was like this is definitely satanic when i was like 11 years old <laughs> oh yeah dude like, this is for sure satanic found out that no they were a christian band i was like huh yeah <laughs> you know but yeah uh, whew, dan dan is like completely inhuman dude like oh, it's, yeah oh. crazy yeah, when I heard that, I thought it was straight Satan. I couldn't even... Dude, here's the funny thing about Zayo. I'm so sorry, John. It's just this conversation's taking a turn. Um, Zayo's <laughs> my favorite band of all time. Um, oh, sweet. Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, I, I, I would I would lay down in mud so that the dudes from Zayo could walk over me and not get muddy. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those. Uh, but, like, they... Uh, I remember the first time I heard Zayo, and I was, like, totally blown away, obviously, and kind of scared too uh but like they uh i i didn't believe that dan's vocals were real thought it was like an effect or something crazy yeah yeah yeah, until until i saw him live and not only did i get like beat down horribly in the pit you know um (laughs) but like i just couldn't like i couldn't believe that a human being could do that or whatever and then like six years later like i'm up on stage in front of one person doing it you know what i mean like it's just one of those like insane <laughs> insane sort of things let's get back on track i'm sorry anybody that wants to hear me talk about zeo can there's hundreds of hours of it so just you know go check that out we, we love zeo <laughs> matt thomas just commented he goes oh man getting dan on zeo so he, <laughs> the, the, he knows what's up <laughs> <laughs> So for me, an honorable mention, and I really wanted to put this on my list, but uh, I just was kind of like, Cypress Hill, rock superstar. Um, The thing that kept drawing me back to it, though, is actually there's it's twofold. One is really weird and nerdy of me, which is the fact that they were able to shoot one video, repurpose it (laughs) as a secondary version. So there was Rap Superstar, which is the original version they put out. Yep. And then they repurposed a lot of the same footage and then just did like weird little like uh, fill in shots of whoever was on the the guest vocalist, uh, which I think in the video, it was Evan Seinfeld from Biohazard, I think was in the the, uh, bridge section of the song. And on the actual song on the record, it's Chino doing the the intro uh, vocal part. Um, But the thing that kind of keeps bringing me back to that kept bringing me back to rock superstar and even uh, rap superstar is vocally. And lyrically, it's about all the trappings of success of being in a band. Like you want all these things. Here's the here's the other side of this shit that you don't fucking know about. And they're giving you the truth. 
in what it's like to be a signed artist where you have people like your friends aren't your friends the labels out about themselves they're fucking you over for money this that and the other like and then you know they got this hook like so you want to be a rock superstar you know the five cars the big house rent like rent like all that shit and you're just like god damn man this is like some real blueprint style shit about like what it's like to be to have to be successful in the music industry whether it be being a rock band or a rap band a rap group whatever and the more I just kind of kept going back to the song, I was like, God damn, man, this band was like, and really as a band, like they're so criminally underrated, I think, in what they do in rock slash kind of metal. Um, and I think a lot of people kind of forget that they they touch into that genre as well. So that was one of mine. Yeah. It's a good one. It's just, it's also undeniably catchy. I mean, mm. like you said, that chorus, this undeniable banger. Well, I mean, but, the um, fact that all they did was just add like, <clears throat> like just guitars and then it's like oh now it's a whole new song <laughs> so sick genius yeah um one for me and this was this was a band that i ended the my little stories with and i was really surprised at how many people remembered this band or had heard them because they're pretty fairly unknown and it's a band called reveille and the song unborn um it's off their Bleed the Sky full length. Um, they had a, a record before that that you, you just can't find. It's on YouTube, um, but you, I couldn't find it on any of the streaming platforms or anything. But um, the song Butterfly off that record, like that's that's one of the very first songs I ever like taught myself to play on drums when I was like 13 years old. So like that one hits really close to home for me. And uh, yeah, I just thought it'd be cool to add them into this, into this list because it's such a deep cut kind of a band yeah reveille i've got i've got their cd um their more popular one it's somewhere Is it's it somewhere in the sky yeah it's, it's somewhere yeah it. yep yeah the song yeah. unborn that's the first song or no yeah the first song on the record yeah i believe yeah yeah no I, and it's somewhere behind me i'm just too lazy to get up and look at it but um <laughs> Yeah, that's the funny thing. It's like I've got all these CDs sitting in my house that I could put in and they would sound better. But instead, I just get on the computer and pull up Spotify and it's, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had that CD. I actually had a CD booklet. It's like 100 or 150 CD booklet uh, in my old band for the Fallen Dreams. Uh, I had like Seven Angels, Seven Plagues, Jasmine, Lullaby, like the CD, the booklet, everything, like the Misery oh. Signals EP. Uh, uh, you know, Zayo or Blood and F all these old classic physical copies stolen out of the van. Never, never see them again. I had, I had like a, like a, a burned copy of the pre-pro demos of, of Malice and the Magnum Heart. So, someone in like 2003 in a local band that I played with was like, I have new Misery Signals if you want it. I was like, yeah. And I saw, and, and I'll just never hear them again. And they're gone forever. I had something similar like that happen, happened to me. I was working a double at a job. One of, I only had five people working with me all day and someone stole my iPod classic that had like, like when you could just download music off MySpace. So like I was able to find demos and like pre-pro stuff on MySpace, but it's like how I got there and found those songs. It was like, oh, I was, you know, couldn't sleep one night. And then I just was page hopping. And then I found something I liked and then I downloaded it. And it's like, I have no yeah. idea who it was, how I found it. I could never retrace my steps to get there. And so like, well, I look back and like when people were like, you know, I was actually, 
I don't know if anyone saw that video. Maybe it was Dan that posted it, uh, where you could someone's making iPad iPod classics. Yeah, yeah. Information on it, but like they and they're like eight hundred bucks. Um, but it was one of those things. Yeah, but it was one of those that as a result of that, I was like, man, I miss mine because there is so much cool shit that like I'll just never be able to find because of that. And I got real sad, and and I was like, that sucks. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a Zoom that is the same way. Um, I can't get it to power on, but it's got stuff on there that's like irreplaceable. Like it's, uh, I'll never get some of that stuff back. And it's like, cause there was a time where there was another dude singing for Zayo and they were going to, they were going to release a new album with this dude. And they had a whole bunch of demo songs and like with this dude on vocals. And like, so I have those songs on the zoom but now like it's like they don't exist like you can't find them anywhere and like it's, i thought it was kind of cool you know it's seriously heartbreaking we should have had mp3 player contingency plans like who, we should who have thought so should record labels yeah man some of that stuff never get back you know john i almost bought one of those ipods by the way yeah me too four they were like four hundred dollars but then I was like, dude, I could just drop. So I went to I went to Best Buy and spent like thirty bucks and got like a five hundred and twelve gigabyte uh, micro SD card and just threw it in my phone. And just th- what's ridiculous too is that like I had five hundred and twelve gigs, and I still had to make hard choices on what I was going to include and not include. And here's what's re- here's what's dumb. I was just like. Man, I really want to put this record on, but I'm I'm running out of space. We're running out of space. 512 gigs. I have a problem. So I right clicked on I right clicked on my music folder on my computer, and dude, I've got I've got two terabytes of music. That's sick. Some That's some insane. weird, yeah, some weird like. Um, well, it's like I do music. I've been doing music journalism for like probably 15 years now. So like, I've got so much stuff in there like albums that were not even released like a band that would like a band would record an entire album then either the label wouldn't like it and they would shelve them or 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 whatever it was but they still sent out promo releases and stuff and so like it's 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 very strange yeah that just happened right there on every (laughs) right right there live um but yeah it's very strange the amount of stuff that's out there and how much of a collection somebody can amass over like 15, 20 years. And uh, I was just surprised that like in 2020, in 2020, I still have the same problem I had back in 2004. I can't fit it all on yeah. the device that I have. Yeah. John, you're going to have to send me the link to this iPod thing. I'm, I'm curious. I want to see what you're doing. Yeah. So like basically what it is, is a guy um, over, took overseas. an iPod. Yeah, a guy overseas took an iPod and he he basically replaced so like all, all the iPods were were it was a hard drive with a screen. Yeah. You know? Um and like a basic graphical user interface, but like this guy took like a two or four terabyte solid state drive and put it into the iPod. A case? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> and like with that kind of and like with that kind of fidelity like you could you could just drop like straight lossless files on there like i'm not like that hardcore of a of a audio file like i'm not going to like listen to lossless files but like 
I mean, I could see that being like for the music enthusiast. Can you imagine having every single song you've ever heard yeah, on I mean, one on one device? I'd be t- I'd be terrified to lose it. Oh yeah, you well know? there's that thought- too. <laughs> or something goes wrong with it, like like it just fries out, and it's just like that's it, it's done. Yeah, as an adult, as an adult, I would never even let it leave the house, which would completely defeat the purpose. Yeah. Dan, what's uh, another one of your honorable mentions? Oh, okay. So we're yeah, we're okay. Yeah, sorry, we're still doing this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I only gave one, didn't I? Okay, so let's. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a good shout out to my buddy Joshua Toomey of the Talk Toomey podcast. Primer fifty five. Primer fifty five. This life. Yeah, okay. Loose. Yeah, but this loose. Loose is fantastic. This life is better. It's a way oh, yeah. better. That's a way better hook on that song. Well, I was really excited for that record when it came out, based off of that single, because I was like, like, and this sounds shitty to say this, but it's like, I feel like the evolution in songwriting from, especially like the hook and the chorus aspect. It's like, okay, watch these fuckers jump when I get loose. Okay, whatever. But lyrically, this life, I feel like went somewhere and was telling an actual story. What was it about domestic abuse? Yeah, and yeah. like. And like what I loved about that song too is that like so I, I loved the first Primer Fifty Five record like Loose, uh, the Big F U you know like th- those were all classics, but like with this life it was the first time I had really heard Jason like actually sing, like melodic sing and he was good, and then he would scream, and it just like it was put together so well like it's a much more commercialized version of Primer Fifty Five. And the only th- the only thing that hurt that record was the time that it came out because I think it came out in like two thousand and one, like right after nine eleven. And it seems yeah. like the public consciousness of of new metal basically disappeared after that. Like after nine after nine eleven, if you weren't POD, nobody was listening to you. John getting us demonetized again. But I mean, like, this is a way better songwriting. Oh, yeah, dude. It's definitely more mature sounding. Yeah, and maybe that's, like, the thing that people didn't want from their new metal was (laughs) them to grow up and get more mature. God, what a hook. It's kind of like Papa Roach yeah. Yeah. Such a such a criminally underrated uh song, I think, from that band. Well, they still play it, dude, on my local alternative rock station here in Do St. Louis. Really? They still play this life all the time. Wow, that's sick. It, it's edited, of course. So, you know, oh, it, yeah. it, at the end where he's like, Someone to break you down every motherfucking day. He in the edit radio edit, he's like, Someone to break you down and it never goes away. <laughs> Like it would end, and I gotta give it credit. If you're gonna censor a song, censor it with different lyrics. Don't just throw a don't just throw a, a beep over it, or just you warble know? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cuff. When they reverse the word "fuck" and it's like "cuff." Yeah, somebody. Yeah, yeah somebody break you down every mother open day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, mother often. Yeah, 
Yeah. They did that. It's funny. My copy of Mudvayne's LD50 is edited. And it's weird. <laughs> after, after, well, because like I think I, I bought it at Walmart. Like I didn't know until I got home. But like, well, like edited whatever, man, they didn't edit that bass. So, <laughs> and, and that's, that's what I was there for. Yeah. I was there yeah. for that bass. So, you know, it was fine. My, uh, I may or, I may, or may not have the rhino bass right here. I'm just kidding. It's not. <laughs> well, that would that would have been a, that would have been a sick plot twist, huh? That would have been my, amazing. Uh, <laughs> my other here's something new about me <laughs> and you. My uh, honorable mention, and I forgot until about 20 minutes ago that you guys did this. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna this... take full credit too. This was this was my idea. I remember they approached us about doing something. And we were and Did 90s alternative. Or... 90s alternative is one of my favorite genres, like Goo Goo Dolls, Jim Blossoms, Absolutely. all that stuff. But I was like, we should do like, I was just like, we should do Southtown by POD, and everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, so it's, good. I don't know. It's so funny. Like, I mean, you guys didn't quite have like the stops in the riff, like the riff does. But Sorry, John. It. Well, no, wow, I, was, like, I was actually trying to learn this on guitar earlier, and I was like, you guys don't like stop on the riff like it does in the actual song, but I feel like it gives it a little bit more bounce. Not everybody's Marcos, John. Not as good, yeah. I love him, too. He's a good dude. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really what cool, a, dude. Like, yeah, what a what a track. I did, the I did, like, the, I did like your version, though. I, I did. I also really like the uh, the fact that like they uh, Wub's wearing a what Zayo tank top and Trey is, yeah. is wearing a blindside T-shirt. Blindside, yeah. And you're just like, oh man, like it's so cool to see like those dudes into like two completely different bands of that era. Well, nobody yep. knew what that was, was going to happen, man. Like at that time, I mean, Pod and Blindside, and even Project Eighty Six. Although Project Eighty Six's music never really caught on with the mainstream because I think they were a little bit too like cerebral. You know, they didn't write relatable songs necessarily. But like, I think it's weird because that's whenever like quote unquote Christian music like really really took off. But like, who could have predicted like the Christian metalcore thing that took place? <laughs> you know, where like I remember like oh, yeah. people, people were like, "What oh, kind yeah. of music do you like?" And I was like, "I like metalcore." This is probably like two thousand four. They're like, "Oh," and I was like, "It's the it's the weirdest genre of heavy music ever." And that seventy eight percent of the bands are Christian. <laughs> you know, yeah. like Tooth and Nail, Solid State, the, all all that stuff. I, I was I was on that train as well. Oh, dude, we 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 all live that it. exact year. Yeah. Yep. I still I still love it. All those bands. There's definitely in that era. Speaking of speaking of trains that I wanted to include on mine, but I can't because they're canceled. What Norma Jean? No. Oh. I said train. That's that's the only keyword I'll give. You. Is, is is train canceled? No. No. My friend, the band train. My friend is actually the drummer of train now. <laughs> when are we gonna do a train podcast on our on our heavy music? Focus podcast. Yeah. Actually, we could probably get uh, Matt to to come in and talk about that because he, uh, yeah, I was like, like, it's so weird because I was thinking about it the other day because uh, a train song came on. And I was like, I know someone in this band now, <laughs> yeah. dude. It was like when you interviewed the dude from Buck Cherry, and I was like, I remember being like, what is this podcast? Like, I was like, what am what am I doing here? 
I think we didn't get in trouble with the management on that one, did we? Because I remember being like, "No, that was yeah, the, that was the Joe from uh, Joey Gonzalez from Phil and Samo." Oh yeah, I got in trouble. That was the one I woke up to an email the next day. It's like, uh, you need to like take some of this stuff out. And I'm like, it's too late, <laughs> dude. That's weird too, because there's like so many episodes that I've dropped stuff, like dropped weird things in there. Like, what was the Cradle of Filth one? When you're like, Dan, how would you feel about a new Cradle of Filth record? And I was like. I would rather have a new cradle of filth record than see blood in my urine, you know, <laughs> like one of those. And uh, the Buck Cherry one was like, I, I don't, I don't know. I remember you, you saying something you're like, "Oh, well." I, I was I like, "I'm, I'm all about selling out, man. I'm doing a podcast about Buck Cherry right now." <laughs> <laughs> then it was cool though. He was wearing a, uh, I think he was wearing a Death Row shirt. Like I was wearing a hip. I think I was wearing my NW or uh, Bone Thug shirt, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm wearing my Death Row Records thing." So I was like, "Cool, two rock." So he knows, he knows what's up. Yeah, I mean, he's he's he gets jiggy with it. You sometimes assume that like people that are in certain <laughs> bands. Well, it's weird, right? So like you kind of assume that people that are in certain bands like aren't woke, or that you associate them with a certain time period. And I think sometimes you like forget that like they've lived an entire life just like you have, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like they probably know a lot more about certain things than, than you do in your no. 2020 woke status or whatever. <laughs> no. Yeah. Nope. no one's because more woke no. than me. Unless you're John, John, John's the wokest of them all. Yeah. I just, I just invited someone from a, a side band on who did a cover of something and told them how it didn't sound like the original. <laughs> That's the whole reason. Yeah, you guys didn't do the stops right. It's like, Oh, well, fuck me. Huh? Thanks, John. <laughs> More like pop doesn't go punk. There it is. Yeah, what the hell? BRB. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> don't I'll, start uh, without me. Oh, okay. Well, I guess Andrew and I are gonna have to, to go. So actually, here's a fun tangent until Dan comes back. Uh for those watching and or listening down the road when we post the audio of this, um Andrew and I have been going on all day about our apparently favorite movie, Haggard, uh the Bam Margera movie. And yes. uh, I feel like I need to do some kind of a watch party or something and, and just basically spend the whole movie quoting it while I'm watching it for people to watch with me. Yeah, it might be a little not 2020 friendly, but it's dude. It's, look at her. It's she's just in a, a coffee what? shop alone. She's just she's trying to get ass. She's just trying to get ass. <laughs> oh, man. When he's Winter open, the, when he's when he's like uh when Ryan Dunn's like seeing things and he goes, he goes, <laughs> he goes, oh, there's going to be a fucking wallet. fiver in here. There's got to be a fucking fiver in here somewhere. <laughs> Lord, Lord, Lord oh, Bataro. Lord Bataro. Yeah. And then you just hear that, oh. uh, like as he's fingering yeah. his wallet. Yep. What is this? Oh, man. That... The reverse mic. Oh, what the fuck? Reverse microwave. I already invented that Pizza. shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Pizza to hot burn roof of your mouth. <laughs> Come on, oh, that shit's for 11-teen-year-olds. <laughs> yep. No, I'm not in third grade. Oh, man, the part when uh, the part when Phil just walks by, smashes him with a watermelon, he goes, you picked the wrong motherfucker to fuck with. Just and then that like, guy's just yeah. going, <laughs> like, oh, dude, what is going on? Uh, oh, what a my, my other favorite, too, is, and it's such a throwaway scene, is when they're putting shit on the garage door oh, yeah. and then they like slap it on the garage door and then a car goes by, they stop and their hands aren't yep. on it and it just stays and they're like, all right, they tape it look. on. Oh. No, and then yeah. he just goes, all right, tape it on. Oh, masterpiece, that's my hand. 
He goes, here. He goes, like this. Here, use this fucking duct tape. <laughs> Smear the shit locks all over. Oh, I'm gonna so superize. I'm gonna superize from upstairs. Superize. Yeah, you know, get a better view. <laughs> hey, I might. Have, I think pussy. that might be what I hey, watched to fall pussy. asleep tonight. Pussy, get the fuck out of there. Yeah, pussy. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a what a film right there. Naked Dave, he's it. a true player. He puts his hand up, and the ladies surround him. You ever feel a cold breeze slap against your cock and balls? <laughs> <laughs> you know what you need to do is go behind Wawa, burn some, burn some wood, dig a dig a hole, burn some wood, saw yeah. some shit out. What? Do, yeah. How how far do I dig? <laughs> what do I do when all the woods burn up? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and then Tony Hawk. Well, Tony Hawk is the best. Hey, yeah. I didn't get a call. I didn't get a call about here. Someone <laughs> back here pissing. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That's such a such a fun time. I might have to just fall asleep watching that tonight. It is such a stupid movie. It's so stupid, yeah. <laughs> Dan, have you ever seen Haggard? No. Oh man. I no, watch I like I watch cartoons now, dude. I have, kids, have you seen so Big like, Hags? I, I haven't seen that one yet. I, I, I haven't know. watched it now. Okay. It's oh, both man. that's on YouTube as well though. Yeah, I bet. It's I, I, I think I tried Haggard. watching it and I couldn't. Yeah. Haggard is amazing though. Oh, it's so good. Um, so what do we have? We have one more, one more honor. One, one yeah, more, one more. So one more round. Okay, so for me, I'm gonna do um, what comes around by El Nino. Mm. Ooh, man! And uh, and uh, yeah, like, didn't you? Didn't you have Christian on? Yep. Yeah. Like kind of recently, we haven't aired it, but like, yeah, we we had him on, and we did a a live thing. I think with you him. did a live. Yeah, yeah, we were no, supposed to we were uh, supposed to do one of these with him, and he's just been like MIA lately. Yeah, been I, I made friends with Diego and Christian. Uh, Ghost inside played several festivals with El Nino over the years, and uh, first time we played with him was it was it was actually Limp Biscuit headlined. El Nino was direct support. We played earlier in the day, but I I like looked over. What festival um, is this? How does those in Germany? Oh, that, 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 makes sense. It was, that makes sense. It was a Europe Europe summer festival run. And uh yeah, I looked over and I saw this big dude with dreadlocks, like all the way super long dreadlocks, and I was like, I was like, I bet he's an El Nino. That's so, him. Yeah. <laughs> after, after we after we played, I went up and I sweated him. If Diego's watching, he's probably laughing about this because it's just funny now. But yeah, he's like he's like I was like, dude, I fuck a love and brown, you know. I did that whole thing and he's like, Well, I listen to you guys in the gym and shit. And just like I was like, What? That was like one of these moments I had where I was like, what? If you would have told like, you know, 13 year old Andy, if that like, you know, the guys in Il Nino was listening to his band and I, and I got to watch him that night too. It was just like a, it was one of these pinnacle moments for me. And uh, that record though, Revolution Revolution record is so sick. I think like a good front to backer. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's perfect. It's a yeah. perfect record. 10 out of 10. Would buy so again. Sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so good, dude. Yeah, there's. I just picked that. That's like the single off the record, but it's like, it's like the probably like the most you know, pop structured one. But it's just super catchy. It's heavy, but man, there's. I mean, I am loco. God save us. Um, unreal. You still hate me, dude. Yeah. Yes. Uh, exactly. No, Tiamo was on the next thing. record, John. Get with it. Tear out your eyes or rip out your eyes. Rip out your eyes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was good. Um, even the song Revolution Revolution, like that fat riff that they just drop on that song. Like, Dude, like yeah. so 
that cover so video on Roomba, yeah, and Roomba, yeah. Love that record. Yeah. yeah. So actually I had, I had to a throw moment, them in there. I had a very a very similar moment happen to me the other day. Uh, cause, uh, this person is going to be involved with, uh, my friends for the nomads, uh, charity auction, but I had Dave, uh, from X Papa Roach call me while I was coming back from the beach. And I like, I just looked at my phone. And I was like, I'm not going to answer this. And then I looked and I saw it was him. I was like, huh, put it on speaker. And then, you know, we handled our shit and then I hung up and I just looked at my wife and I go, 14 year old me would have been like, holy shit. The drummer of Papa Roach just called you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've had so many of those moments over the year, over the last years. With I, I even one with Jacoby like that, like yeah, he somehow became friends with Jacoby as well, and had these moments of like I just like hung out with, like it's just mind blowing shit that I would have never thought. And if you would have told, you know, young me, I would have been like, fuck no, no way, you're lying, you know. Dan, what's your last honorable mention? Well, I mean, I was gonna pick an Il Nino song, but now I feel like I can't. Um, Damn, I swooped in. Yeah, it's twenty two. I was trying. I'm, I'm hoping to try to get Christian on my other podcast, but like he probably went back and listened to our Il Nino discography discussion and was like, You're "Yeah, really I'm not positive about it. I'm not talking to these guys." Well, that's the hardest, <laughs> dude. That's the hardest part about doing that podcast because like we're like super objective. We're like, this record was trash compared to their this record or this was you know whatever. We're just opinionated a holes on the internet. You know what I mean? Like it's just is what it is, and like. And then as the podcast got more popular, we started getting opportunities to talk to the people. And I'm like, I don't know if I want them to hear what I said about, you know, such and such, (laughs) you know, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to probably stick with Mudvayne for mine. And, uh, my, my favorite Mudvayne song ever is actually not on LD 50. It's, uh, it's called Perversion of a Truth. Dude, such a off great of, off of uh, the end of all things to come. Because the end of all things to come. Okay, don't get me wrong. LD50 is incredible from a te- handle from that record. from a from a technical standpoint. But the end of all things to come, they kind of reined it in a little bit better. Like they're still like super techie, like, hey, I just did this because I can kind of stuff going on. But, like, uh, perversion of a truth I just love because, like, Chad's, like, trading off with himself a lot on that song. And um, I just can't get past it, man. Like, I love, I love the, I love Chad singing, like, melodic vocal. And that song is just straight up, like, just, (coughs) excuse me. Uh, It's just Chad, like, just, being super 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 smooth and again i i really like slow build songs i like <clears throat> i like songs that are kind of slow burns you know oh, yeah and like, so uh, like prosthetics slipknot yeah kind of those mid end of the record tracks isn't that then that's the record with not falling on it right yeah 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 man mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to listen to it again it's been so long since i've listened to that one it's so good. Like it's not as technical as LD fifty, but it is really good. And it was really hard to pick perversion of a truth, but I just like that one a little bit more. But there's another song on there called World So Cold. And since John's gone, I can just go off script here. But like um but like World So Cold is it's like a great song. World So Cold is incredible because like again, it's a slow build where he starts off just really in passion. You know, like he's he's really, really into it. But by the end, he's dropping, he's dropping motherfucker, you know, like he's just, 
he he's screaming like by the end of the song he's like screaming and going nuts and it's it, it's probably like it was really hard to pick one over the other but like i love both of those songs so much perversion scrying is good um the patient mental like oh my god there's a lyric where he goes in there he's and he's like he's like i'm just like a clock upon the wall always moving but never going anywhere <laughs> you know like oh my god like that still that still gives me chills when i hear it even though it's like i've heard better lyrics before but like i can't remember when when i'm listening to that song yeah and then we pissed the guitar player off <laughs> <laughs> yeah we did john you were like so uh he okay so J- john has greg from Mudvayne on the show right by the way hold on let me preface i interviewed down four times <laughs> hey david bunton from the showdown just commented the new ghost inside is heavier than now i agree the showdown like uh like uh <laughs> no not the showdown yeah the showdown <laughs> i mean they are uh, I have like the band, band, The Showdown, is what you're the saying. The band, The Showdown, yeah. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I used to love that record, that first record. Uh, Chorus of Obliteration. What's the one? Got it, got it, got it. Oh, wow. Did I mosh? Yeah. Yeah. And then oh, AJ, AJ from Silly joined the band. I moshed. Yeah, right, right. I just talked to TJ last week. He was high as all get out. But yeah, like, anyway, but like, uh, it's uh, dude. Sorry, I just get super stoked every time David Button says anything. But like, it's one of those like, um, it, it's it's definitely one of those. What were we even talking about? <laughs> you were talking about Mudvayne, right? Mudvayne, honorable, honorable mention. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So it was perversion of a truth, like for sure. Uh, but like the, uh, oh my god, yeah. And it's funny because I hated everything from Mudvayne after that. Uh, but like the. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah. Anyway, sorry that uh, my honorable mention is that whole record. I picked an original song, a uh, uh, one song originally, but like it's that whole record. It's like it's like the whole package, like a hundred, a hundred and ten percent. All right, I'm gonna go way, way, way the fuck out on this one. Oh, of course you are. Crossbreed underlined. Crossbreed, really? We're busting that. We're opening that scab up. Okay. <laughs> Dude, that band had like I thought they were gonna be like so big with like their their look, and like they had like really strong choruses and stuff like that, and like good lyrics and a good like I said good look. They just I, I don't know what the fuck happened. They just never made it. Like I remember seeing you know back in the days of uh, MTVX, I remember seeing that underline video like so much, and I went out and bought this CD for like five dollars because <laughs> like no one gave a fuck about it. It was on like. All- Records, which I think they only put out five dollars CDs anyway. Dude, did you have Kazaa back in the day? Like, no. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, Mr. You, you missed out, Mr. Holier than now. You missed out on "Please Remain Seated" since you didn't have Kazaa, 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 whatever it is. Limewire, Napster. I had all of it. Yeah. Yep. You know, Soul Seek still works. You remember Soul Seek? Soul Seek. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That still exists. You can still totally pirate music on Soul Seek if you have no soul. Yeah. That's that's uh, crazy. Can you imagine pirating a band's new record on Soul Seek like during Dude. COVID when they can't even tour and sell shirts or anything? Like, that's horrible. I kind of want to try it just to, just to see, if it, see if I can pull it off. Oh, you can. I'm going to try it with our record. Yeah, I'm going to see. I, I probably could find it. 
All right, yeah, I'm going to take that as a personal mission. I'll let you know what the results are. <laughs> I love it. I know what I'm doing after this stream. I know John's frozen as hell on my screen. I don't know about yours. Well, since John's gone, uh, th that was the funniest thing. So, like, whenever I first heard the new Ghost Inside record, I heard it, like, probably two months before it came out or a month before it came out. And John sent it to me in my email and he was like, you cannot tell anybody that you've heard this. What was it? And I'm like the new ghost inside record. No, I didn't send you that. I don't even have it. No, we had it. I had, I got it. Not from me. Not on soul seek. I got <laughs> it not from soul seek. I got it from <laughs> one of the, no, I have like a legit, I have a legit like copy of it, like a uh, promo copy. No. I, it might have been. It might have been the other, but dude, I do like fifteen. Oh, see your ass. I do like asking court. I do like fifty. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking fifteen million in damages. Like it really right. hurt. My, it really hurt my feelings. But I remember. Um, I remember like whoever sent it to me was all like, uh, "Yeah, you cannot tell anybody that you have this." And I was just like, "Yeah." Um, I kind of want to tell people now. And then so like. <laughs> So like as songs started getting released, I was like, everybody was all like, "Oh my god, do you think this record's gonna be good?" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah." You wanted and to then, talk about it so bad, huh? Well, it's weird. So like when we when we did the discography discussion on the Ghost Inside, I had to like really keep a tight lip and just be like, "Yeah, yep, okay, we're done. We're 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 at the end of their releases." We're done talking now. Like it's yeah. it's it's okay. Don't worry about it. You know, and so like this was, that, this was before the new record came out. When it was the discography. Yeah. yeah, very very shortly before the record came out. Yeah, okay. it's so funny too because people are always like, "Did you know that they were putting a record out?" And I'm like, "No. Who have you been talking to? You know, like who do you yeah. know? Yeah." <laughs> well, I remember like That's it was awesome. kind of weird because like I asked you, I was like should I keep that part in? We are like, oh, we're going to go listen to the new Ghost Inside record when we're done with this. And I was like, you want me to leave that in or no? <laughs> right. Yeah. And you're like, I don't care. And I was like, people know what's coming. And I was like, okay. But it was kind of weird because you're like, yeah, I just got the final mixes like today. So like I was telling Dan, like when I was going home, I was like, so I sat in the room, like obviously you've heard the songs, but I was like, I heard the final mixes with, you know, Andrew sitting in his like home office and it's like cranked way the fuck up. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to destroy our hearing. Yeah, I was clearly. So, so, so geeked. <laughs> but like, that's a weird thing for me. Like, where I was like, I know that may not be. Like, it was kind of weird sitting in there with you because I was just kind of like, you're listening. Like, okay, like objectively, like trying to hear like your final mix is like okay, like maybe these are some. Yeah, I was kind of like, like. And then like the hard part. Yeah, like I literally. Good. Go ahead. <laughs> I love, happened. I love live. I love live so much. <laughs> yeah. I love lamp. Okay, well you're yeah. <laughs> I love lamp. Yeah, I was just gonna say, uh yeah, that was like that was like I literally had gotten I think I got the final mixes that morning. That morning. So that yep. was like a, that was I like couldn't wait to hear because you, you had come over, we did our thing, and I was like, I I, I like want to listen to it now. <laughs> like so I just had yeah, just had you come in here with me and uh yeah. That was we were we were pretty much listening to the the final mixes at the same time. Yeah, and like what was interesting is like I was like I I always feel bad when people like 
ask not necessarily ask me to like to listen to something but like when i'm listening to something because like i'll just make comments about something where like i think i forget the song it was i think it was the actually i think it was the first track and i was it's really weird you guys did this on the the chorus and the pre-chorus going into the chorus because like you would expect it to be the vocally be flipped and you were like yeah will kind of came over yeah like because we actually did do it the way you said and so it was kind of weird like i'm picking out things i'm like oh that's kind of interesting like how that's going and we're just like talking about a record that i've never heard but i'm talking about it with you and like you're all soaking like yeah so like we did this and then like we got voice but it was more like it was more like we were yeah no it was like (laughs) we had to like scream over how loud i had it in here yeah Yeah, after (laughs) after I regret listening to it as loud as we did that day. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I almost wanted, we were, I, I, at one point I was almost like, I just want to like go grab the microphones, turn it on and then just be like, let's record a, a future track by track commentary on this. Yeah. Man. Cause I feel like that'd be so weird. Like you're listening to it for the first time as the final mixes. So you're like, Oh, this, this part sounds really cool now. And like, I'm listening to it for the first time completely. So it'd be really interesting just to be like, so anyway, I, uh, <laughs> right. Just screaming into a microphone. That's like it. the hard, the other hard one too. And I felt like such a dick when I fucking sent you the video link to the new uh, Misery Signal song, and you're like, "I already have the record." And I was like, "What the fuck, man? I thought we were friends." <laughs> That's another one that, like, you know, people are like, "So, uh, what do yeah, you?" I don't think know that- if I was supposed to say that. Yeah, that was That's another okay. one. Okay. That, that that was another one where like. You know, we're listening to that record, and everybody's like, "Do you think the new Misery Signal is going to be as good as the old Misery Signal?" And I was like, "Yeah, I, I think so." I you bet. know, <laughs> like it was one of those like I I'm so I'm so bad at keeping <laughs> secrets. Like nobody should ever send me anything in advance because I'm just like, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm like sweating, <laughs> like no, you're like that key and peel, the key and peel thing where you're just sweating. Yeah. yeah, dude. Like whenever you sent me that Testament record when it came out. Uh, Titans of Creation, and then, and I think I don't know what was worse, knowing about that record before it came out, or the fact that you made me talk to Chuck Billy from Testament alone for like what was it like twenty minutes? Because I got so nervous that I cut the interview off within twenty minutes. Because like, dude, I've been listening to that dude since I was seven. You know what I mean? Like, how how am I supposed to have an objective conversation? You do what like, I do. You do what I did. <laughs> When I was, well, I didn't know I was going to talk to him, but like I went to, and this only makes sense to maybe Andrew. I went to Mulligans because I didn't have anything planned. Email that's like, hey, can you can you talk to Brian in twenty minutes? I'm like, I've been drinking for four hours. And I'm like, way fucked up. Yes, I am in the perfect mindset to go talk to him because I'm not going to be nervous. <laughs> and because like, so many people have been like, oh, it was, that was such a great interview you did. And I was like, dude, I was like, half in the bag at least when I talked to him, and they're like couldn't even tell and i was like yep <laughs> and at the end i could tell because at the end of that you're no, at all, the I'm, end at the end yes I you're like, um, the end. um mr welch sir uh your your records meant so much to me uh like all of them well like which one specifically uh, all of them uh they, they were just like i mean like it that was just like, not demo you guys did on kazaa was so great i loved it <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah it changed my yeah. life man like yeah. it, it inspired me to start this show like yeah like I mean, and I did the same thing, dude, talking to Chuck Billy. I was like, you know, yeah, your stuff is really, 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 really great. But I chickened out because after I did that, well, yeah, no, because after I did that, dude, I cut that interview to like 10 minutes before I stopped talking to Chuck. Dan sends me a text because he goes, I go, you're all all set and all squared away. And he goes, yep. 
and I knew he had 30 minutes with him. 21 minutes later, I'm all done with Chuck. And I was like, you have nine more minutes. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I, uh, I couldn't. <laughs> but I did. I mean, I, I talked to him. I was like, hey, I, you know, I, I have I have all of your records on vinyl. And uh, I think you're great. I'm sorry that you caught COVID. And um, I think it's, it's, it's fine. Because, like, I love Testament. Like, most people love Metallica. So, like, if you can imagine, like talking to james hetfield or something like 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 that that level of like yeah maybe testament's not as popular as metallica but but to me it was like outrageously huge and i was doing this interview in 97 degree weather in my in my work break room that had no air conditioning at all and i'm just like hey cool man so tell me about this new record that I totally haven't heard yet. Um, yeah, like it was. I think I told him on the interview. I think I told him on the interview that I like listened to it like twelve times or something. <laughs> well, uh, a monument in case an ash. That's the name of the showdown song. That I. That's that's the showdown song. Oh yeah, dude. I, I, I just I just remembered it. Right now. Fire rains from the sky. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All Got right, that last, CD somewhere. Last question. We'll end it on this. Last question. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I figured. Well, Hank's quiet now, but still. okay, it's fair. I don't. I, don't, I, just, I always feel bad. Yeah. I always feel bad when I keep people that long. Plus, I know Andrew's gonna go watch Haggard, and we're gonna like well, be a nice couple and, and text about Haggard quotes. Yeah. Or I, I might. I might play Warzone. I don't know. I need to get. That I'm, I might be playing Warzone also. What do you play on? Xbox. Xbox. I play on PC, but I think it's cross-platform. Yeah. So it is. Um, it is. Yeah. If if you ever get annihilated by by Discuss Metal Dan, then you must suck at the game because I'm terrible. Um, well, I don't. Think, I don't PC think I has an, an advantage for sure. Mouse and keyboard is the way to play video games. I know oh, yeah. that now. I yeah. I like, well, I I just, like controller. I just bought a uh, so like my boss is like really hardcore into Warzone, and uh, and so we play every now and again. And like I just bought a new monitor for my computer that's like 144 hertz refresh rate. And he's sitting there at like 60 hertz. So I was like, dude, here's the thing. I can see you and shoot you before you can even aim down sights or notice that I'm there. Like right. it's to- it's Shit. totally yeah, it's totally broken and unfair. But here we are. Well, have you played since they opened up stadium and all the shit? Uh Did you play a, the a little bit. Well, okay, oh. no. So here's the deal. I signed into the game the other day and they're like, you have to do an update because that's just the way things are. Uh, with Call of Duty now, and uh, I sign in, and it's like 98, or it's like one gigabyte of 97 gigabytes downloaded, and I was like, I guess I'm going to bed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, so I haven't, I haven't played with those updates installed yet, but uh, I mean, they're, they're there, so if, as long as they haven't rolled another one out since then, I should be okay. No, they, they, they opened up Stadium, they opened up Train Station, and now there's an actual train going around Verdansk, and it's, oh, that, it's super, it's super fun. That's yeah. so cool, yeah. That's I'll just check that out. Yeah. Alright, what's your final question, John? What is your favorite new metal soundtrack? Because you know all Man. these fucking... Hey, I, I'm glad you asked me that. Shit, man. That, okay. I, I, when I get put on the spot, man, it's hard for me. But I think I'm just gonna, I think I'm just gonna spit this out, dude. Okay. 
Dracula 2000. Metro. I I hate you so Metro. much right now. That's what I was going to pick. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's got Slayer, Bloodline. Wow, yeah, what dude. a fucking... God damn, that's my... I'll that might kill be my you in your song. dreams tonight. tonight. Good riff, good riff. It's got, dude, it's got Taproot uh, Day by Day And like, Steven, Steven's still rapping on that. Like, it's it's like the most Actually, old Taproot you can get. Otsego Undead Static X is on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is on there? Monster Magnet. There's a un, there's a there's like a disturbed B side on there. Yep. Yeah, yep. that one was really cool. Um, yeah, let's see. Monster Magnet System of a Down was on it. Um, yeah, the Metro, the Metro, Metro cover. That's, yeah. one, that's such a good one, dude. Yeah, that's one of my favorite like songs to play on guitar like recently. Oh my god! Like that that soundtrack is riding uh, on the metro. That soundtrack is is flawless. Yeah, it's so good, oh, and I'm it's just crazy. Yeah, right yeah, because I, I you asked that, and it's funny because I wanted to post day by day Taproot in my stories, and I, and it wasn't I couldn't find it on Instagram music. So oh, that's really? when I was like listening. I went back and I was like, oh, I remember Bloodline and remember Otsego and Dead and all those. So yeah, it's funny you asked about new metal soundtracks because I don't know I don't know if I could think of one off the top of my head even right now. Well, Taproot, uh, Taproot, they just released Day by Day recent, like on Spotify as like a single. Yes, I because I, I listened to it on Spotify and I saw there's like weird All cover right. art for it. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah, I got so super is, upset too the, because here is the I, uh, track listing: Ultra Mega by Power Man Five Thousand. A Warm Burden by Disturbed, Bloodline by Slayer, Metro by System of a Down, Heads Explodes by Monster Magnet, uh, Break You Down Godhead featuring Marilyn Manson. Uh, right. Forgot about that one. Closer, Lincoln Park, Avoid the Light Pantera, great fucking song. Uh, oh, yeah. Again, we already talked about that. Swan Dive by Head P.E., Day by Day by oh, Day. I yes. forgot about Swan Dive. Oh. Yeah, um, dude. Here's another one I almost put on my list today. Uh, Malice by Endo. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, Blind World cut. by Fly, Flybanger, uh, Silver yeah. by Half Cocked, and Saliva, Your Disease. Uh, oh, Saliva, too. Yeah, man, head PE, huh? How about Waiting to Die? That song, oh, yeah, dude. I'm a hitman, I'm a sucker, I'm a soldier, I'm a street walker. Fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. man. Oh, you're man. well, John, you already said Queen of the Damned. Queen of the Damned would have been mine, other than Dracula. Too wow. What's the what's Queen, on Queen of the Damned? Well, what's, so the, what's, what's that track listing? So the Queen of the Damned soundtrack was kind of interesting because you had all those songs that Jonathan Davis is doing in the movie, uh, and then basically the uh, ended up being redone with other people. So yeah, not meant for me with a uh, redone with Wayne Static of Static X. Wayne Static, yeah. Uh, Forsaken with David Draymond. System with uh, Chester Bennington. Uh, Redeemer with Marilyn Manson. Yep, yeah. Changing the House of Flies. Yeah, Dead Cell by uh, Papa Roach. Uh, Penetrate uh, by Godhead. Slept So Long by uh, Jay Gordon. Uh, with Jay Gordon, I should say. Down with the Sickness. Cold. Uh, the 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 remix version or remastered or whatever uh, by Static X, which I love that version better because the the chorus hits a lot bigger. Uh, here's another great one. Headstrong by Earshot. Um, then dry, you cell. dry cell, then tricky featuring Alanis Morissette, which was interesting because you're kind of in that trip hop vibe now. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, 
And then the weird thing is, and, and like being a Leah fan, the thing that was like really interesting to me that I'm surprised never happened was Aaliyah doing anything with anyone to kind of be. And this was one of the other. It's not a soundtrack per se, but is one of the other like new metal like things I was thinking of, which is the hard and the heavy. If you remember that uh, compilation. Yes, I do. Yeah, it had the uh, that that was where the uh, Incubus uh, Big Pun cover came of a uh, still not a player was on. I don't want to be a player no yeah. more. Yeah, but yeah, such an influential time for I think for all of us, especially either as music fans or as uh, musicians. Uh, well, the we first three or four tracks are like the actual songs from the movie. Yeah, and in the movie, John Davis sang the songs. But for some reason, like there was some sort of like record label drama or something associated with it. So he had his friends come and sing the songs. Yeah. Uh, so like you had uh, a song by Wayne, a song sung by Wayne Static, one by Chester Bennington, one by uh, David Draymond, one by uh, Jay Gordon. And uh, Jay Gordon, who likes to do interviews while he's picking his kids up from soccer practice. Um, and uh yeah, so like it's cool. Like it's 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 I I actually enjoy the the out the songs on the CD by the different artists more than I enjoy the original John Davis tracks, which I know is like blasphemy, but I don't care. And I think the last one would have been Freddy versus Jason, but that started getting into the whole. Oh, yeah, it was like it was like new metal melting in with metalcore. Yeah, dude, I have yeah. listen. How can I live, El Nino? What a banger! It literally is the fight scene. Yep. When darkness falls, kill switch engage. First time you spine shake. First time you heard Howard. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Spine spine shake. Beginning of the end. Mushroom head. Hate breed. Yep. Slipknot. The snap. It's ninety seven demo. One more time, and I'm gonna snap. One more time, and that that for some reason. (laughs) Crazy. I don't remember remember hearing any of those songs during the movie. I don't either. I think it's just just credits. Yeah, Army of Me by Chimera, From Autumn to Ashes, Seven Dust, Power Man 5000, Murder Dolls, Seether, Stone Sour, Devil Driver, Sepultura featuring Mike Patton, The Blank Theory, Nothing Face, In Flames, Lamb of God, 11th Hour, Wow, and Typo Negative. Yeah. 20 tracks. That's the record. Was it a double disc? No, it was. It was on on one CD. Yeah crazy uh and i still have it but like it was that's that's the soundtrack where you're like am i just gonna stick with new metal for the rest of my life or am i gonna see what else is out there that that (laughs) soundtrack really does it for you because like can you imagine like the heaviest thing you've ever heard is like some stain songs off of off of dysfunction and then and then all of a sudden you're thrown in and you're listening to like chimera Lamb of God. Wow. In flames. You know, like yep. that, that yeah. stuff. Hate breed. Just, yeah. yeah, hate breed. Like that even from Autumn to because I remember like really loving that from Autumn to Ashes song. And my friends being like, Hey, is something wrong with you? Because I was like, What do you mean? They're like, Well, I mean, I like the screaming guy on that, but then there's the guy that sings like real high pitched and annoying, and I was like Oh, just get ready, man. <laughs> Every band's gonna sound like that in about two years. <laughs> like you just—that that is, it's it's a quite a stack soundtrack. Holy shit! Yeah, like 
that's the weird thing is like I don't I feel like that's what's missing now is like the sync opportunities like you you know you talked about earlier about listening to something uh from the video game samplers and like that doesn't yeah. exist and like you know I I pre-ordered the new the remaster version of Tony Hawk 1 and 2 that should be out like in a couple weeks at this point um and it's cool to see like the originals on there but you know they're including some new stuff too and it's just like I don't feel like those opportunities exist anymore for bands to have sync opportunities in movies and or on video game soundtracks yeah yeah they don't really exist no yeah oh i'd i love i'd love if we if coast and side could get on tony hawk soundtrack somehow when they first announced that i was like oh that'd be sick to be on that it'd just be like a little dream come true thing dude mission impossible 2 is stacked as well oh, yeah that's a good one too yeah. this song yeah it's like this song is for all the people that are still playing tony hawk in 2020 <laughs> right yeah, exactly. Check it out. Dude, I mean, take a look around, Lit Biscuit. The Mission Impossible song. What the fuck? That song is so good, dude. It's killer. I mean, I remember the director of the movie like quoted like somebody was like, Hey, we had Fred Durst and Lit Biscuit write this song for your uh for your movie. And his only response was Fred and the boys done it again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like so dope. Yeah. Yeah, like it wow. really was like because that song is I know what you want to hate me because hey, it's all the world we've hey, even seen lately. Oh wow, it's so and hard. still relevant today. You know, like yeah. I mean, yeah. even if you yeah. even if you take that movie out of that song, yeah, it's still it's still right because, like I said, Fred is not like gifted with words, <laughs> but but you totally get where he's coming from. You know, like I like. You know, like I listen to it's weird. I listen to Limp Biscuit and like with modern ears, and I'm just like, Fred's not necessarily off base on this. You know what I mean? Like he's he's saying dumb things, and people are gonna take it the wrong way, but he's not wrong. <laughs> you know, like oh. I mean, how I mean, just the prof prophetic lyrics of uh there's 47 rhymes, 47 fucks in this fucked up rhyme. I mean, I just I 2020 now. But nobody's ever done forty six fucks from this fucked up rhyme, yeah. yeah but mean, no, just, but nobody never done that now. before. Nobody yeah, ever done that before. He was twenty eighty two. He was a trendsetter. There's so Remember? many soundtracks I forgot about. Bride yeah. of Chucky. Oh yeah, I was a good Bride one too. Chucky, oh, yeah, shit. Remember, the, the, remember the scene? Remember the scene in the movie where where uh, Thunder Kiss sixty five comes up and Chucky's like, oh fuck yeah, <laughs> dude. It's okay. hilarious, dude. dude. It's fucking so fun. Scream three soundtrack. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, dude. Creed. Dude, yeah. Creed. Creed. Oh, my, yeah. yeah, fucking just ripping, dude. Yeah, oh, what yeah. if? What dude, what if oh, made yeah. me think when I heard what if I, Creed, I literally thought that Creed was a totally different type of band than they were. They're still <laughs> like, dude, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like, that, that, that is, one's that one's a ripper. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, and I'm not a, like a you huge Creed bullets? supporter, but like Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that had fuel. It had dope, incubus, coal chamber, Godsmack, Seven Dust, Full Devil Jacket. You remember them? Yeah, and they were on a. Yeah, do you remember the MTV Return of Ro- Return of the Rock compilations? I yep. do, I do. So. Yeah, full. I remember full Full Devil Jacket and Methods of Mayhem and all those yeah. bands on those. Actually, uh, the the second volume is the first time I heard NPE Waiting to Die. Look at all this. It's just all coming back to us, isn't it? Well, what's interesting is that the the version of Slipknot's Wait and Bleed is a different version than the so album. So Andrew and I were talking about that last yep, night. I remember actually. that. I go, it's like, it's it's like seven different versions out. of that. 
Well, it's yeah. like scaled down. Like in that one, Corey's just like he's more oh, like rapping. Yeah, like it's you know, like on the yeah on the yeah, yeah. Hey, Ross, can you the, burn me with something real quick? I need on, some energy. On the album, he's all like, uh, "I can't believe this! I can't believe that!" I uh, I don't remember what he said exactly, but like, uh, "I can't control my shakes." How the hell did I get here? But on the Scream Three soundtrack, he's just like, he's like, "How me. the hell did I get here? Something about yeah. this so very wrong." And I'm like, "Yeah, this kind of I know lacks, that version. This lacks the passion a little bit here, uh, you know, like." Yeah. Like what happened here? And like you listen to the album version, and he's like, you know, in the background of the like on the chorus, you can hear him like growling. I felt the head rise up, and you're like, yeah, you're like, man, like so that that had like that screen three version had to be like the first take that they did, and then like the next one was like the pro- the, the 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 producers like standing there being like, Corey, give me you a guys scream. Don't think that you could step it up well, just, like a little bit on this one. <laughs> It's weird because Screen 3 came out in 2000. Self-titled Slipknot came out in 99. Yeah. But it's obvious that that is a, an old take. It's an well, old right. one. Yeah. Why, yeah. why would yeah, they do that? That's weird. Different, different versions of yeah. that song between like a radio edit. Maybe, and... maybe the guy making the soundtrack was downloading the songs off Kazaa. <laughs> I don't know. Right. right. Uh, also, Little Nicky soundtrack? Yes. Come on. It is all coming back to me now. Yeah, uh, P.O.D., Incubus, Deftones, Cypress Hill, Insolence, Linkin Park, Disturbed, Unloco, Power Man 5000, Muse, Filter, and Deftones again. That's a stacked one, dude. Punisher Warzone. And, hey, this goes back. This is going to touch on your, you know, the the, is Biohazard new metal-ish or not? Ramallah, dude. Ramallah, kill a celebrity, dude. Just take a look at the haters. haters, Like that, that song. And just a bunch of I fucking love Ramallah, but they they kind of have that like bounce. that subtle like new metal bounce to it. Yeah, and I, yeah. that's dude. I almost thought you were gonna say almost like you were gonna say Judgment Night soundtrack. I don't know if I've listened to Foo's Forbidden Little Nicky Little Nicky remix of Stupefy. <laughs> I, I might I have, have to, I might have to YouTube that later because I, I want to hear how yeah, that's different, different than the original. Yeah, that's. Uh, is it, is it upsetting to anybody else that Disturbed's dropping plates never showed up on a compilation? I feel like, I feel like that's like the ultimate like Disturbed song, and uh, just because he's just like Disturbed in the house, dropping a little something for your ear holes. <laughs> like <laughs> I just, and it's funny because I look back at that song. And David Draymond has said in so many interviews, like, well, Disturbed was never like a rap core band because we never rapped or we never did anything even close to rap. But if you go back and listen to The Sickness and you get to dropping plates, he's like, Disturbed in this house. And, and like, and it's, it's, yeah. it's obviously that. But like, <laughs> yeah. I know these are covers. The, uh, take a bite out of rhyme. That was a full, like chock full of new metal bands. Yeah. They're doing uh, "Bring the Noise" by uh, Public, or Public, yeah, Public Enemy and uh, Anthrax. And then you had my oh, yeah. mindless indulgence uh, doing uh, "Method Man" by the Wu Tang Clan. Oh yeah, Fred. Mine's playing, well, Fred doing "Bring the by, Noise." Uh, did that one, and then Dynamite Hack, obviously, with the cover of uh, "Boys in the Hood" by Eazy E. Oh hell yeah! By the way, I'm I'm gonna leave it on this because I'm I'm. TJ Miller's weed is uh, kicking in. 
This is one of, <laughs> one of my favorite memes. His dabs are, are kicking in? No, they're not dabs. It's just edibles. Speaking of that, when's my package coming in the mail? What is that? It, oh, yeah, I saw this. I saw this uh, when it first... <laughs> whenever that... You know what? You might have sent it to me, dude. I probably did. <laughs> yeah. So Dan, you get sick, this? man. Huh? I said, Dan, Dan, do you get this meme? Yeah. Do you guys want to play some N64? Yeah, do you get the meme, oh, though? Man. Do you understand I why can, it's funny? I can do that right now. No, I don't get it. I can't really see it in the screen. Hold on, let me look at my bigger screen. <laughs> no, I don't get it. I'm laughing right. like Let's I do because I don't want to seem dumb. I get it. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, I yeah, get jokes once uh, they're explained to me. Uh, yeah, Nintendo, if you're watching, please put N64 games on Switch Online. Thank you. I want to yeah. play F-Zero X on Switch. Thank you. Oh, I got I got something to show you. This is this is some super illegal stuff right here. Oh, so, I'm, so, I'm so horny for it. I know. I push my I, wiener between my... <laughs> it's the only thing. I'd fuck me. Would you fuck me? That's All perfect. Right. That's, okay. So, this... Is the N64 EverDrive 64? Nope. I have yeah. every Nintendo 64 game on this micro SD card. That's just an emulator? It's not an emulator because it plugs into a Nintendo 64. What's the f- actual? 100% fuck. compatibility. Yeah, like it's a real N64 cartridge. Works like a charm, card. dude. Everything works. That's how much does that cost? Yeah, like a hundred bucks. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna probably. You want to send me a link or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll go, go ahead and get that. That's awesome. I will. I, I will. actually, I don't. I don't even have my N64 anymore. But there's so many places around here that sell. I, I bought a PS2 recently. Well, like in like February, I went I and got a PS2. Too. Yeah. Which, uh, bunch of games yeah exactly yeah this is this i have one of these for the super nintendo the nintendo the genesis everything um dan i'm gonna show this this. it is a it is a money saver for sure nice (laughs) that's a good one that's a good one i love i do the same so well you know this is also one of my other favorites (laughs) what John Kruger Mellencamp. What's wow. wrong with you? So one day I saw this pop up actually on my Facebook uh, as the time hop, and it was me texting a friend. And I was like, Oh, did you use your Kruger card? And I go, Fuck, Kroger card. Although if, if the Kruger had a, a grocery store, I'm sure prices would be slashed in half too. <laughs> oh, sick. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. All right. No, hey, we, we did two we did two hours yeah i'm i'm like i'm like almost bedtime ready yeah same, I'm, getting same, like, same. I'm getting like sleepy i gotta be at work at 5 a.m so yeah there's that well yeah. andrew thank you for uh joining us uh for this i'm sure we could have you come back and do another a list of some sort um yeah absolutely i'm down maybe, anytime maybe we do what's a, what's another fun weird one that we could do maybe like guilty pleasures like top five guilty pleasure songs yeah, guilty ple- guilty pleasures. Oh, like yeah. List? yeah, yeah, yeah. We should we should do that maybe in like a month or two. Mine will be the exact I'm same down. songs. <laughs> It'll be the exact same as the that. same songs. <laughs> yeah, for me, a uh, seated seated crowd giving in, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Is there anyone at all out there? Huh. You know, 
But uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. This was fun. This where, was super uh, fun. Where can people find you? I know you, you're technically on a form of social media, but it's not your social media. So where can everyone find you or anything else you want to plug? Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I pretty much only use Instagram. It's just at ill grip. Um, yeah, uh, I got a, I got a solo project. It's called one decade. It's on Spotify. Uh, it's on Apple music. It's on all the streaming platforms. Uh, new ghost inside record is currently out also on all streaming platforms. Um, yeah. Other than that, man. Oh, take back brand, by the way. Yeah. It, it's look at me forgetting about it because we had to put it on hold because yep. so much, uh, yeah, due to COVID just backups and stuff. But I have, I do have a clothing brand. We did one, we did our launch and, uh, it was short lived, but it, we're, we're just waiting for the world to kind of come back before we can start um, printing stuff again, but we are working on new designs and stuff. So hopefully we'll be, uh, you know, posting more about that soon, but that's just at take back brand on Instagram and on every piece of social media there is. So uh, go check that out. You need to get a hoodie whenever you do the next run and, or buy something else so that we can give away on our show. There you go. Yeah. Giveaways are next, great. Next time you, next time you come down too, I'll, I'll just give you one. I got some extras here. Cool. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and uh, we will do this again down the road and uh, enjoy your night. Thank you for Hank for not barking for the last 30 minutes. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, guys. This was super fun. Yeah, for sure, man. Anytime. And uh, cool, for man. those uh, who will listen, uh, we will be back uh, Sunday with whatever episode we have at that point. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Yeah, we will. Got the for poison. real. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I'm going to bed, guys.